Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I work all night. I work all day to pay the bills I have to pay. Never seems to be a single penny left for me. Left you fast. In my dreams, I have a plan. If I got me a wealthy man, I wouldn't have to work at all. I'd fool around and have a ball. Money, money, money. and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere 
with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. I would like to tell you about the only truly natural dog and cat food I have found anywhere. Most all companies add a synthetic vitamin mineral pack to their dry or kibble food. Nature's logic is different. With all natural ingredients and nothing man-made added, their owner, Scott Freeman, worked for another pet food company but decided he wanted to do things right. So he started Nature's Logic. You can check them out at natureslogic.com. You will find online and local stores where you can find their products. I spent a lot of time trying to find an all-natural pet food, and Nature's Logic was the only one out there. Give your pets the best and check out naturelogic.com. Your pets will be glad you did. They also have many other natural pet products to try. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
All right, good afternoon, all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is Friday, July 15, 2016, and it's about eight and a half minutes after noon Pacific time, and this week has gone by quick. I don't know about how it's been for you, but this one just flew by. Anyhow, if it is Friday, July 15th, and it's about eight and a half minutes after noon Pacific time, which you'll have to figure out what time that means where you're at. We're live, and being live, that means you can call in. This is your last chance of the week, 800-932-1980, 800-932-1980. Well, you can also participate in the show or just simply, you know, Socialize with pretty much like-minded people in the chat room, which is located at our website, theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. You'll see the chat link. AVRN chat is the link. It's right near the top. You really can't miss it unless you're just really not looking. Click it, follow the instructions, and everything should work out just fine. Uh, I really like our new chat room for several reasons. And yeah, there's there's one thing that I, I you know, it's like, well, you know, it could be a little bigger, but it can't be a little bigger and still have everything work right. Meaning, this chat room is actually mobile responsive, meaning... You can use it on your mobile device, just like you would any other, uh, you know, messaging thing that you use on your mobile device. This one works just as well, whereas the old chat room was, uh, you could you could do it, because I did it, but uh, <laughs> it was not easy. And, uh, you know, I don't find chatting on a, uh, on a mobile device easy anyway. I just, I, I, I don't get the whole texting craze. Because to me, it is not easy, okay? It's not easy to text on a mobile phone. I just don't, I don't think it is. So I don't know what the what the big deal is about it, but everybody seems to like to text on their uh, mobile device. So now you can, you know, in the AVR chat room. Okay, so... What's going on in the world? Okay, I suppose I can't just ignore it, even though I really don't personally care what happens in France. Sure, you know, people getting run over and killed is is always, you know, you feel bad for the families always, no matter who they are. You know, I even feel bad for cops' families when, you know, when cops get killed. I don't feel so bad that the cop themselves got killed because he probably deserved it. I know, that offends some people too bad. You know what? I've had too much interaction with cops, and and this is not to say I have not also had good interactions with decent police officers and sheriff's deputies, because I have. They're out there, but they are vastly outnumbered, and they are in a system that basically discourages them from being decent people, okay? It encourages them to be animals. And they're surrounded by other people that, you know, are not necessarily decent people who are also encouraged to be animals, and they go along with it, and then you're outnumbered by animals. So, you know, if you don't, you 
you might not act like an animal, but you certainly can't report the animals or the animals will attack you. I get that. And there's something seriously wrong with that that needs to be fixed. And I can't fix it. Sadly to say, you know, the decent law enforcement officers out there are going to have to grow a pair and stand up and just say, look, we can't keep doing this. You're putting us all in danger by your nonsense. Now knock it off. Because if you don't, the people out here are going to knock it off for you, and you're going to die in the process. Sorry, that's the reality of the world that you have created with your actions. And don't tell me that, oh, well, you know, it's because the world has just become a more violent place, and that's why we've had to step it up and get even more violent, dress up like, uh, you know, G.I. Joe, and get out there and act like we're special forces and just start killing people. Yeah, well, no, it hasn't. You did this. You stepped it up. Nobody's more violent than they've ever been. Do you know violent crime has been declining in the United States since, like, 1966? Steadily declining every single year, except there were two years in the 1970s where it did not decline. It went up from where it was the year before, but then it started going down again. Now, hey, gee, what was that? Hmm, let's see, what happened in the 1970s? Oh, yeah, that's right, that recession thing. Gee, do you think there's a correlation between a crappy economy and more crime? <laughs> well, gee, yeah, there is. So who do we blame for the crime? Oh, well, let's look who's running the economy. Ah, oh, yeah, the Federal Reserve. The dimwits in Congress who keep signing bad trade deals. The TTP, NAFTA, GATT. Listen, folks, there are some serious... Look, you know what? I don't care... If Donald Trump gets elected, and he only does two things, two things, forget the rest of his campaign promises. If he only does two things, get rid of NAFTA, get rid of the World Trade Organization, get out of it. If he does, and you know, the other trade deals, if he sticks to his trade deal position, just that, just that one thing. Get out of the bad trade deals, this nation will be better off. This nation will be better off. Simple. And gee, then if he sticks to his thing about, well, and we're going to secure the borders, well, shoot. If he secures the borders and gets us out of bad trade deals, let me tell you something. He doesn't have to do another thing, and he will be the best president in this country in my lifetime. Two things. That's all. Two things. Secure the border and get out of the bad trade deals. And he will be the best president in my lifetime. That's pretty sad, isn't it? That the bar is so low that he only has to do two little stinking things to be the best president ever. Wow, that's sad. But, hey, I hope he does it. Because that will bring jobs here. Jobs for Americans, not illegals. It will create a production economy rather than a consumption economy, which you can't do that. 
Sure, you got to consume. That's why you got to produce, because you consume. You produce, you consume. It's an economy. Woohoo! If all you do is consume, you're a parasite and you're going to kill the host. This is what's happening. The hosts are dying because they're being sucked dry by the parasites around the world, and that's the whole thing, too. See, now it's not just, you know, hey, you're always going to have parasites. You're always going to have people in society that just cannot support themselves no matter what you do. They're either too stupid or too lame, they're too old, they're too whatever, and they just can't do it. And yeah, as a society... You know, you really ought to take care of people like that. It doesn't mean you put them all in mansions and let them live better than the people supporting them. But, you know, you've got to, you've got to, you know, provide for them. Unless you're, you know, just a bunch of animals, then kill them all, you know, whatever. But in a civilized society, you've got to, you've got to provide for those people. But you know what? In a productive society, you're not going to have that many of those people. You're always going to have a percentage of those people. Jesus told us the poor will always be with you. And that's because there's always going to be people that just can't make it, no matter what kind of things you do for them. They're just not going to do it. They can't. And they shouldn't be punished for that, but they shouldn't be rewarded for it either. They need to be taken care of, provided for. That means, look, a roof over your head and food to eat. And that's pretty much it. No, you don't get a Mercedes. No, you don't get the biggest flat screen TV. No, you don't get the newest iPhone. No, those are for the people out there who are working their asses off, and they can spend their own money on that stuff. Not for you, okay? You get the bare necessities, and that's what you get. And if you want more... Get up and start producing something. Start going to work. But you see, in a consumption economy, we've got like 40... We Actually, we have over 50%. We have probably 70% of our population are parasites. And you might say, wait a minute. Oh, no, 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 not wait a minute. Just think about this for a minute. What is a parasite? A parasite is something that produces nothing and consumes, you know, as much as it can. That's a parasite pretty much, isn't it? Well, let's look at my, you know, my opinion is we got 70% or more of our population is a parasitical population. Well, all right, so look, we've got the welfare people. All right. We've got the welfare people, so everybody agrees, yeah, 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 that's right. They don't produce nothing and they 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 suck it up. Okay. Then we've got the retired people. Uh-oh, now everybody's going to be like, "Wait a minute." Okay. Not all retired people. If you provided for your own retirement, meaning, you know, 401k or whatever you did on your own to put your money in there by yourself, and now you have a pile of money that you can live off of when you get old, you don't count, because that was your money to begin with, and you work for it. But Social Security, you people on Social Security, man, don't fool yourself. 
You didn't pay into any account. You didn't that buy paid. Yeah, so what? You paid your federal income taxes too. Are you getting that back? No, hell no, you're not getting that back. Well, I got a I got a notice for you from the Supreme Court. They ruled a long time ago that your social security payments are not going into a retirement account. They are not retirement insurance. What they are is a supplemental federal income tax, just like Obamacare, they ruled, is a tax. They did the same thing with Social Security. See, everybody thought, oh, my gosh, they're, they're monkeying around. They're calling Obamacare a tax. Well, they did the same thing for Social Security. I guess you missed that. You don't pay into Social Security. You pay a supplemental federal income tax. You're not entitled to a dime of that. That's the federal government's money once you give it to them, just like your regular federal income tax. Okay? It's a tax. It is not your own little account. You're a parasite on it. Everybody is. You might think that's unfair and it's not right, and they changed it, and that wasn't what they promised, and they lied to everybody. Oh, boy, what a surprise. The government lied to everybody. I'm shocked. Shocked, I tell you. Grow up, man. You're surprised they lied to you? <laughs> God. So, no, sorry. Social Security is a parasite program. All right? That's it. That's what it is. You're not entitled to it. They just get... And you know what? Stroke of a pen, it goes away. And they keep taking a tax out because it's a tax, a supplemental income tax. Now, you can look at it like your your tax refund, I suppose. Well, yeah, okay, uh, it's like a tax refund, except i got to wait until I'm 65 to get any of it. Okay, that that's close. But, you know, I mean, it's still what it is. It's a tax. Then we have... Okay, you know what? Let's not even consider Social Security as a parasite program. All right, we'll give it a pass because we don't have to count it to still have 70% because if we count Social Security, it's probably up around 80% because then, and this has already been, you know, these are statistical numbers that just are. Over 50% of the population that is employed is employed by some government entity. Folks, those are all parasites. They don't produce anything. Government doesn't produce anything, except, you know, heartache and despair. But, I mean, I don't count that as a viable uh, commodity, actually. So they don't produce anything, and they're over 50%. So we'll count that as there's 50% right off the bat, government employee parasites. Boom, 50%. Bang. Oh, and then there's every retired federal employee, because you know what? And state employee and public school teacher, because you know what? They don't pay. They don't pay for their own retirement. They don't even put in money like you do for Social Security, which really isn't a retirement fund. It's a supplemental tax. They don't even do that. 
The government puts away the money, supposedly, for them, which they don't. This is why we have a pension problem. Oh, we promised we would, but we didn't because we wanted to spend it somewhere else. And you keep electing these people. What would you do to your kid? Okay? I mean, honestly, your child. Okay, here's your child. And you tell them, well, all right, kid, you know what? Uh, Oh, well, okay, you want to get a car, huh? Well, all right. Tell you what, I'll buy you a car. However, once you get the car, you're going to have to get a job because you're going to have to pay for the car insurance and you're going to have to pay for the gas. Kid says, oh, sure, you betcha. Whatever you say, Dad. Okay. So you get the kid the car. Kid gets a job. Insurance bill comes due, and the kid goes, gee, golly, I don't have the money for the insurance, Dad. Well, why not, son? Well, because I decided to take the money that I earned at my job and go out and buy drugs and booze and, and, and prostitutes instead. Well, what are you going to do to your kid? Are you going to tell him, oh, that's okay, son, good job. Here's some more money for your car insurance. Forget what I said about you having to pay for it yourself. As long as you're having a good time, I'll pay for it all. Because that's what your politicians are doing. Oh, yeah, well, we said that we were going to put this money away for everybody's pension, but we decided to go buy drugs and uh, prostitutes instead. And that's exactly what they've done. Now it's like, oh boy, we've got a big problem with our pensions. We might have to raise taxes so you can all pay for this. <laughs> yeah, sure. Folks, why do we put up with this? You wouldn't put up with it from your child, would you? How about an employee? You hire a manager for your business. And he goes, oh, well, hey, you know, that lease... On the building that, you know, the business is in, gosh, we don't have the money to pay the lease this month. Well, why not? We've been doing great. Well, uh, I spent all the money on drugs and prostitutes instead. Oh. Oh. Well, that's okay. I'll take it out of my personal account and, and cover it. You're good. That's great. That's okay. Is that what you would do? Or would you say... Oh, okay, well, uh, not only are you fired, I'm reporting you to the police for embezzlement. You're going to go to prison. That's what you would do to an employee at your own place. How come we're not doing that to the employees that we have working in the government? Hmm? Why are they getting a pass? It's... it just doesn't it doesn't make much sense to me. I mean, because people would do something about these situations if they were happening with other people. But somehow, you know, these these politicians just get a pal, oh, that's okay. You lied, you cheated, you stole. Oh, okay. Gee golly, well, oh, I'll I'll cover you. It's all right. I'll take it out of my pocket. And that's what you're doing, folks. You're taking it out of your pocket. So here's the thing, man. 
this is this is insanity, man. The world has gone crazy. Now CNN, okay, and the New York Times and other publications are couching this 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 attack by Muslim savages in France as the truck. That's right. The truck attacked. Yes, the attack of the truck. What? Oh, yeah, same thing as it's the guns. It's the guns doing it all. Well, now it's the trucks. So I guess Congress is going to leap into action and start banning trucks. Is that it? Honestly. Look, this is from CNN. This is the headline. Truck rams crowd, 84 dead in Nice. Truck rams crowd. The CBC, okay? I think that's the Canadian Broadcasting uh, Corporation, reported children feared killed as Nice in Nice as truck attacks family event. Yes, the truck attacked. Boy, you, you know, we, we should have a, a reality show, When Trucks Attack. The New York Times. Truck attack on French ground. Scores die. Truck attack? Okay, so now not only do we have guns floating around killing people on their own, we have trucks rolling around streets running people down. What? You know, honestly, folks, what is the deal here? What the hell is going on? Why is everybody in our government, in the media, worldwide, defending and protecting these Muslim savages? Why? Can you think of a good reason other than the obvious, which is they're doing it on purpose to try to create a situation where the rest of the world does their dirty work for them and exterminates the Muslims. Look, I said this, like, years ago. Don't fool yourself, folks. It looks like the governments are being all cuddly with the Muslims. <laughs> they're, they're not going to. They're going to exterminate them. And now it's becoming, it's becoming kind of clear to me that what they're trying to do is incite the rest of the population of the world to get so pissed off that they just say, screw you, governments, we're taking care of this ourselves, and we'll, we'll exterminate every Muslim we find. Because, see, the Muslims aren't going to go along with the New World Order. And you know what? I, I believe that a guy like Barack Obama really is a Muslim, and he's just a liar, like the uh, Quran says he can be. As long as he's promoting Islam, he can lie. He can do anything. Okay? He can act like an infidel to fit in with the infidels as long as he does it to promote Islam. And he is. And it says so. Okay? It says so. They don't like you to know that. Just like now, just like the Jews don't like you to know that their tal uh, their Talmud says basically the same thing. And when we come back from break, got a little story that 
evidences that. So stay tuned. Never made it as a wise man. I couldn't cut it as a poor man stealing. Tired of living like a blind man. I'm sick of time without a sense of feeling. And this is how you remind me. Most 
people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Home. 
movement, baby. Just like a hurricane or another strong Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It's Friday, July 15, 2016. It's about 12.43 out here on the Pacific Time Coast. And, uh, well, it's a little late to get your call in, but you can still go to the uh, chat room, theamericanvoice.com. There's people chatting away in there, and you could be one of them. You can socialize. You can participate. I was just in there, and... Uh, you know, we were basically just, you see, just socializing, talking about music. That's all. You know, it doesn't always have to be the end of the world, okay? <laughs> you know, because the end of the world's happening whether we talk about it or not, folks. So, you know, uh, well, probably not the end of the world, probably just the end of the 
people in the world. You know, I mean, <laughs> the world will be here. All right, where did I leave off? Oh, yes, that's right. Muslim savages, okay? And how it's okay to lie to you, you know, infidels out there, and pretend to be like you and whatever, deceive you, do whatever they got to do, as long as they are promoting Islam by doing it, like Barack Hussein Obama does. Morons. You know, this is, nobody reads the Quran, but you see, nobody cares. See, it's not ignorance. This is willful deceit on the part of the media, because, you know, when these clowns start writing stories, truck attacks people. Because, do you think that if that was, say, a white supremacist skinhead neo-Nazi behind the wheel of that truck, they would have said truck attacks people? Hell no. They would have said white supremacist skinhead Nazi attacks crowd with truck. But because it's a Muslim savage, oh no, the truck attacked the people. The gun attacked the people. Are you getting the picture here, folks? They are not ignorant. They are liars. But the Muslims aren't the only ones that have it in their religion that it's okay to lie to people. Oh, not only that. Hey, the Talmud not only says it's okay to lie to the goyim, which is a Jew for infidel, all right? See, the thing you got to understand is these Muslims and the Jews, these are brothers, okay? This goes back to Abraham, all right? This is a family feud. They are not different. They are the same. They just don't like each other because one thinks they got the birthright, you know, that was theirs, and the other one, uh, you know, they just don't think they've been treated fairly in the family business, and uh, now they're pissed off, okay? Both of them. This ain't got anything to do with Christians, the Muslim Jew thing. Uh Uh-uh. They're the same, man. I'm telling you. But you want to stay ignorant? Go ahead and stay ignorant. The fact of the matter is, here we have outgoing chief rabbi, Brigadier General Rafi Peretz of the Israeli Defense Force, who is stepping down after six years in the position, he's being replaced. And his successor, Rabbi Colonel Ela, E-Y-A-L, Karim, well, his appointment is being met with a little bit of backlash. Why? Well, for his outspokenness about allowing soldiers to rape women during wartime. That's right. Kareem, who was announced on Monday as the intended new IDF chief rabbi, has provoked controversy with previous statements. Like implying that rape was permissible in time of war. Yep, according to... YNET News, Kareem has been serving as the head of the Rabbinite Department in the Military Rabbinite. He is also alumnus of the, whatever, the you know, whatever, the yeshivas. And he served previously as a combat paratrooper. 
eventually commanding their elite reconnaissance unit before taking a break from the military and eventually returning to the Rabbanite. In 2012, Kareem's controversy started when the Hebrew religious website KIPA asked him, in the light of certain biblical passages, if IDF soldiers were permitted to commit rape during wartime, despite the general understanding that such an act is widely considered repugnant and a war crime, folks. His answer enraged many Israelis, and I'll tell you what, all you Jew supporters out there ought to take note and go, hmm, wait a minute, who exactly am I supporting here? Although, this is what he says, although intercourse with a female Gentile is very grave, it, is per- it was permitted during wartime out of consideration for the soldiers' difficulties, he wrote. And since our concern is the success of the collective in the war, the collective, hmm, does that sound communistic to you at all? Do you understand that it was the Jews that started communism and that are now pushing it? Do you get that? Concern is the success of the collective in the war. The Torah permitted soldiers to satisfy the evil urge under the conditions it stipulated for the sake of the collective's success. In other words... Soldiers can rape innocent women during times of war in order to keep their morale up. Really? And we're giving these people money? We're supporting these people? And, and, and we call the Muslims savages? I mean, they are, but gee, sure sounds like the Jews are just as savage as they are. You know what I say? I say we nuke both their collective asses in the Middle East. Just get rid of every last one of them on Earth. All of them. Just let's think. What if, I don't know, oh, let's go back to the white supremacist skinhead neo-Nazi guy again. What if he said, well, you know, It's okay to rape women. Well, okay, not white women. It's okay to rape other races' women because, well, our morale might be down and we have to, you know, we have to keep ourselves happy and uh, wanting to fight. So it's okay to rape women from other races. What if the white supremacist skinhead neo Nazi said, no, it's okay to rape other women? from other races, it's okay, because you know why? We're white, and uh, the main reason uh, is that, but you know, what's important is that we win and that we're happy, so it's okay. Do you think there'd be a little outrage? And it would be justified, folks. Let me tell you, it would be justified. It's, but no, hey, some Jew bag says it, it's okay. Some Muslim savage says it, it's okay, it's all right. Hey, the trucks are killing people. It's not the Muslim savages. Hey, the Jews are raping people, but it's really okay because, well, it's important for them to keep their morale up. Uh-huh. i tell you what, man. 
<laughs> you you pick sides in the Muslim Jew thing, and you're wrong, okay? Because they're both scumbags. Here's something that should concern you. Forget about France. Who cares? What you should be, you know, the only concern about France is how it's being reported. Oh, it wasn't the Muslims. It's the trucks. Ooh, when trucks attack. Yeah, let's have a TV show. When trucks attack. When is our Congress going to jump into action and ban trucks? Because you know what? Trucks, hey, guns is a constitutionally protected right. Trucks aren't. There's nothing in the Constitution that says you have a constitutional, you, that you, your right to own a truck or drive a truck is constitutionally protected. You don't have any rights protected under the Constitution to have a truck. Obviously, trucks are insane. They're out there killing people. They need to be banned for the safety of us all before the trucks kill us all. You ever notice how many trucks there are on the road? Holy smokes, what if they all get together? Yeah, right. More on this. Let's go to Cleveland. Everybody knows. It's been reported. Black Lives Matter, or as has been stated on this network, which is very accurate. We hate white people. That group that meets in the White House and coordinates their rioting with the White House. Everybody knows they're going to Cleveland. Everybody knows the Black Panthers are a violent, extremist, racial, bigoted group that uses violence to get their way. And they always have. They can call themselves the new Black Panther Party all they like. They're not new. There ain't nothing new about them. They're the same radical terrorist group they always were. These are the clowns that stood outside of polling places with billy clubs in fatigues, intimidating white people to vote for this half-breed in the White House. Yeah. And they're going to Cleveland, and everybody knows it. So, you'd figure, well, okay, the Cleveland police are probably going to gear up, and they're probably going to say, okay, listen, no nonsense, or, you know, there's going to be big trouble, and we're going to kill you all. Oh, no. No, 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 no. That's not what's going to happen. The Cleveland police have issued a stand-down order at the Republican National Convention. That's right. You think, oh, well, that's crazy. That's not, that can't be true. Really? Remember when the thugs from the left attacked Trump supporters at the San Jose rally? Remember that? That wasn't that long ago. And the San Jose mayor and their stinking police chief, they claimed it would have been too dangerous for officers to do their jobs and protect the Trump supporters. Do you remember that? Well, the same logic's being applied by Cleveland officials who have given up on even trying to control the radical left. So, if you're attending the Republican National Committee, don't travel alone. Put your head on a swivel and travel in groups. 
And I suggest, now don't break any laws, because you will be held accountable. Unlike the thugs, they won't be, but you will be held accountable. So don't break any laws. But you know what? Pack yourself down with pepper spray, tasers, and if, you, if you're allowed to, carry a gun. I'm serious, folks. You better be ready to combat these people. Now, I'm watching... You know, I've watched some things here uh, about how these thugs chase down Trump supporters. And, the, you know, the, the thing is, the Trump supporters are running. And, of course, they get caught and they get beaten down. Okay, folks, listen. If they get beaten down anyway, all right? I'm not going to run. Okay, because, it, all right, look. These these savages are like animals. I'm not saying they are animals. I'm saying they are like animals. And I don't know how many of you have had the wonderful opportunity of actually doing this, but I have. And let me tell you, it's really no fun, but this is a fact. Mean, nasty, vicious dog. You know, gets in your face and starts showing its teeth and growling, and it's aggressive, and it's gonna, it's gonna get you, right? I'm telling you, I've done both things. I have tried to ride away on a mini bike from a dog like that, and it caught me and bit me. Well, later on in life, I learned there's no point in that. No point in trying to run, because I'm not outrunning any dog, okay? So, I didn't know any better, but I didn't see any other choice. I stood and said, okay, bring it. Bring it. You know what? I'm king of the jungle here. I'm top of the food chain here. You're a dog. Come on. Mouthful of teeth, come this way. I got arms, I got legs. You know, <laughs> you get serious, man. They don't, the dog ain't standing a chance. Because all it's got is teeth, a mouth. That's it. You got arms and legs and a brain. You can't defeat a mouth? Come on. Yes, you can. There, it's your fear that defeats you in a situation like that, not the dog. Okay, because you can break that dog's neck in a heartbeat. Bang, you're dead dog, man. That's it. I don't need a gun or a stick or a club or anything. I'll snap your neck with my bare hands, mouth. That's all you got is a mouth. It's your fear. You don't run from these people. Stand and fight, because you're going to get beaten down anyway. You know, I mean, yeah, he, okay. But you stand and fight. You say, okay, you, 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 you want it? Come and get it. And you better get as vicious as they are. Because they're punks for the most part. They like to beat on people, but they don't like to get beat up. Anybody can beat somebody down who isn't defending themselves, okay? You don't have to be a tough guy for that. You got to be able to take a punch. You got to be able to take it, man, and dish it back out.
because most people can't take it. Everybody can dish it out. Most people can't take it. Man, you know, we got to stop being victims. We have to stop being victims and start saying, hey, okay, look, man, I'm not taking this. I'll fight you to the death. I'll break your neck. You won't, you won't walk away from this. One of us is not leaving here. Get that attitude, folks, or you're going to be a victim. I got to go. Have a great weekend. Stay tuned, and thanks for listening. The political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Melody Cedarstrom, and you're listening to Financial Survival. And I'm here with my co-host, Alfred Adisk, to bring you our opinion and commentary on today's economic and political events for Friday, July 15th, 2016. Good afternoon, Al. I'm Melody. 
Well, we have gold today, a little pressure, still holding around that 13, close to the 1330 level, down 730 today. 730 at 1328. Silver was down 22 at 20.15. Platinum was down 14 at 1,092, and palladium was down 2 at 651. The USDX today was trading slightly higher, 0.40 at 96.51. Crude oil was up 0.27 at 45.95. And the paper markets today, they were all positive earlier in the day. Uh, they managed, the Dow managed to stay high about nine points, 18,515. Uh, the NASDAQ was down five at 5,029, and the S&P was down two at 2,161. So both the, the Dow and the S&P were able to hold their gains for the for the week. Their records, the euro still 111, even though it's down 0.39. 10-year yield, that's moving up 1.59%. At 0.06 to the upside, and uh, foreign markets were basically all up overnight, which is interesting, uh, certainly because of what uh, we'll touch on this uh, um, on top before we get to the rest of the uh, uh, financial news that we have, Al. I would expect uh, um, there was the the situation in France, um, a terror attack. Um, the, the French killer was not on a terror list, uh, but he certainly used the uh, tactics, Al, of... Uh, Islamic State test tactics, yes. according to a report from Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says a uh, French-Tunisian attacker killed 84 people. Well, you know what? Let me just add that to 84. There's like 25 people that are on life support uh, yeah. systems. So the number of And there's another... 50, I believe, that are in critical condition. Well, then, more than likely, before this is done, this guy will have single-handedly have killed over 100 people. Probably. And it's, uh, you know, great tragedy, the rest of that sort of thing. But it's also, it's interesting from the perspective of, we hear about, oh, my gosh, we've got to get rid of rifles because it makes for mass killings. You don't need a rifle to kill a mass of people. All you need is a big truck, all right? There's a way, there's a bunch of ways that if you can find a crowd, and that's one of the, uh, you know, that's one of the implications here. Um, and the, the interesting thing, one of the interesting things about this, it says the truck driver was described as a lone French-Tunisian criminal who became depressed when his wife left him. Okay? That's what this was about. All right? Uh, at least that's what the police claim. I don't know. You know, the, the police killed this guy, so apparently they got him into a position where he could talk a little bit before before he was shot and killed. But uh, he told somebody that he was depressed because his wife left him. So this was really an exercise in mental illness. Hmm? Well, I don't think they really know yet, or I don't well, believe they oh, really yes. see the details at this point in time. I but. understand that, and a lot of this stuff we'll never know. This is just a report. Uh, this happened on Bastille Day in, in Nice, France. Uh, Lori sped for two kilometers, killing 84 people, including 10 children. Driver produced a gun before being shot dead by police on the seafront. Driver named Mohammed Bahokis, whatever. Boulay, 
a criminal care, uh, a career criminal known to the police, but more than likely also a Muslim, judging from the name they had there. And the reason that's interesting to me is because there have been a couple of studies in Europe, one in England, another one in Scandinavia, I don't remember if it was Norway or Sweden, um, but they studied the consequences, the genetic consequences of one of the tendencies and cultural artifacts of the Muslim faith, and that is to marry your first cousin. Muhammad married his first cousin, so the Muslims seek to emulate Muhammad by marrying their first cousin, oh, which is oh. for, which is essentially forbidden in the Jewish and Christian faiths. And the result is, and they've been doing this for centuries, and the result is, according to studies, that they are now mentally and physically impaired on a genetic level. And this isn't something that's going to take a, you know, take a Diet Coke with a, with a Malka-Seltzer or something, and it's going to cure the problem. This is a genetic problem. They have inbred to such a degree that they are more prone to mental illness, more prone to physical diseases, allegedly don't have very good uh, night vision, and we're bringing them into the country. And there's a lot of people, so you can't stop the Muslims from coming in because that would be a deprivation of the freedom of religion. Yeah, but you can stop them on the basis of posing a health hazard. But you know what, Newt? He makes that oh, argument relative no. to this French Tunisian. I don't know oh. that it's true, but he's claiming that he was, or at least according to reports, he was depressed when his wife left him. Well, you know. Well, she might have said that just so she gets out of the hot seat, too. You know, because they do, you know, I mean, you know, it's, who knows what their mentality, you know, what, you know. Oh, and somebody but, uh, does something like this. I mean, there's no telling what's going on there. But there Everybody's was video. jump in there. Everybody there. has their own axe to grind, including me. And some people are going to argue the guy was possessed by demons. <laughs> and somebody's going to claim he ate too much seafood or he got into some sort of green algae or something in the Mediterranean. I mean, there, everybody will use this. Crisis is a terrible thing to waste. We don't know what the truth of the matter was. Probably. Other than it appears that Several score of people are, haven't died, have died so far, and odds are we're going to see several score more before this is done. If it's true that there's 25 on intensive care and another 25 or so that are on critical lists, we're going to see, you know, this guy, by the time this is done, will have killed over 100 people without a firearm. There are videos, they believe, on, on online, whether it be Facebook or whatever, where they actually show how to best use a vehicle. And they, they, they mentioned that he was driving sort of crazy and so forth, and that is part of the uh, what this video was actually explaining and showing is how you zigzag to get the most uh, victims. And, I mean, it's just sick. You know, they are demon-possessed. I don't care what anybody says. For something to do that, uh, they're sick. But what's interesting, too, is we just had our July 4th, and um, there was, you know, I don't know, there was, you know, scuttlebutt or, or um, some commentary saying that there's a, there was a possibility and everybody was kind of on alert here for the 4th, but yet here you have them cele- celebrating um, their holiday, uh, which is similar, and... Um, just, what do you uh, mean by they? They who are sol- celebrating? What are we talking? They were celebrating Bastille Day. Oh, Bastille Day in France. Okay. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's a wonder if some of that 
scuttlebutt, you know, if there was any really sort of connection uh, between the two and somehow. Well, the connection is that there were a bunch of people out on the street as part of the celebration, and you can hit hit more people in a crowd than you can when there's only two people walking down the street. Mm -hmm. You know, if you've got 100 people or 1,000 people or whatever, it's a lot easier to hit them than there is if there's just, you know, the streets are essentially empty. So, what's next, Al? Oh, we got another one. Uh, today is the Day of Rage. All right. This is from the Daily Sheep. It says, warning, Day of Rage protests are scheduled for July 15th. That's today. In these American cities, and they give a list of cities where they're going. It says, considering how co-opted these movements are and the violence that's already broken out during recent protests, it's better to steer clear of what, by all appearances, will be just more manufactured violence with paid agitators. Um, There's a war in America right now, black versus white citizens versus police officer. Race grievances have become an industry, and business is booming. The rage is boiling over across the nation. First videos emerged showing the graphic deaths of two black men at the hands of the police with what appears to be no reason. Protests erupted over these deaths, and they became violent as one man shot 11 police officers and two citizens at a rally at Dallas, Texas, killing five. That sparked a war on law enforcement officers and a nationwide spree of violence against cops. Some people are even more extreme, declaring open season on white people in general. The hacktivist group claiming to be anonymous, you've probably all heard the name anonymous, associated with some group of uh, activists that work by computers, basically. Somebody claiming to be anonymous is now calling for a nationwide day of rage protest on Friday, July 15th, today. The video, however, is not on the official anonymous YouTube channel. So it may be that we're having something like a false flag. Somebody claiming to be anonymous, part of that group or representing that group, is uh has posted a video asking for these demonstrations today, and maybe it's a false flag operation. Who knows who's really posting these videos? Being anywhere near these protests greatly increases the chance that you could become a victim of violence. When the mob mentality takes over, normally decent people can commit heinous acts. And people who aren't normally decent can also commit heinous acts. And they present a list of places not to be on the 15th. This is a list of cities, and the proposed demonstrations in each of these cities starts at the earliest 4 o'clock this afternoon, and I assume it means 4 o'clock their time at that locality. And it goes on to perhaps 7 o'clock tonight. Some demonstrations in some places will start as late as 7 o'clock, according to this list. And it says Phoenix, Tucson, Little Rock, San Francisco, Oakland, Los Angeles. Well, they're Denver, just your major Washington, cities. DC. Yeah, that's yeah, basically just your major it. cities. Yeah, but, but the thing of it is, Dallas. this is posted on their website. We're not sure it's really. Um, we don't know that it's credible. credible. I mean, yeah. Oh, it's it's credible in the sense that someone is calling for this, but is anyone going to show up? Not. That's the question of they it. Don't... Because if they do, if this alleged day of rage, which is supposed to start maybe in some cities right about now and uh, later on, a couple of hours later as, as you go through the time zones, if it turns out that this is a national day of outrage, all right, and we have 
fires and all the rest of that sort of thing. If that happens, then the problem we're facing is going to be amplified. On the other hand, if most people say, hey, I ain't going out there. I can get myself shot with a bunch of crazy people demonstrating downtown Milwaukee or someplace. If there's really not much of a crowd and not much happens, then we can conclude that the rage, if there is rage, has been kind of worked out of our system. So in the next several hours, you know, before the before, you know, ten o'clock tonight, we're gonna to see some news reports that either something extraordinarily violent is taking place or Maybe this whole thing is kind of just, they called for a day of rage and nobody showed up. Or somewhere in between. What do you think, Melody? I'm going to get mass civil disobedience around the country? I'm not sure. Response whatsoever or somewhere in between? I'm not sure who actually follows Anonymous, you know. Well, it doesn't um, matter. There are people who we've been having theoretically follow anybody who gives them a pretext to riot. Well, they've already had sorts of peaceful demonstrations throughout the week in various places and some not so much peaceful, but I don't know. It's just nuts. It's crazy. It's People one of those need things. to stay it, home. And, it, this uh, is calling for nationwide civil yeah, well, I do know one thing. This That's country... <laughs> It's pretty hard hard to get anybody organized in this country, so I really don't imagine. Riots don't require organization. Riots just require a certain amount of energy. People still have to read in order to know about it, and I doubt very few go. Now, they might go to other places, but so we'll have to see. I mean, we do know where a lot of the money comes from. It comes from a lot of these organizations that want to see, you know, the violence. They want to see things shaken up. They want no, to see things happen. So, no, and no. George Soros is one of them. You know, he he funds the uh, um, Black Lives Matters, and uh, all the way from the, the, the beginning of Ferguson. It's pretty much where all this, uh, you know, has started. And uh, he was right there with his uh, billions of dollars going. Well, I don't think he spent billions, but funneling money into that organization. And uh, so it, it's it's crazy. It's uh, but it is what it it's here. An article here from Market Slant that's entitled "Fed to Savers: You Are Stupid." Now, in fact, that title that that title seems inappropriate for the article. The article is just a collection. A couple of graphs and one statement. Um, it doesn't it doesn't really say too much directly to people who save their money. But one of the Flexstein Capital has a quote on here that says absurd central bank policies are popular because debtors of all stripes vastly outnumber savers or net lenders among private individuals. Individuals, net debtors outnumber net savers by about 10 to 1. Now, I don't doubt that for a minute, but I hadn't heard it before, and I think it's a, I think it's a powerful insight. This world is composed primarily of debtors. And that's why they love to see the Federal Reserve cause inflation and low interest rates, because they can borrow money and go into debt with a minimum amount of payment. And even if they can manage, if government can cause inflation, they can even repay their debt with cheaper dollars. So debtors love this idea. Uh, They love much of what the Federal Reserve is doing, if they even think about it. 
Um, but clearly the Federal Reserve's policy has been for 100 years to favor debtors. It's caused inflation for 100 years, and that inflation has always favored debtors because they can pay off their debts with cheaper dollars. But seeing that the debtors outnumber savers by about 10 to 1 is interesting information because it means that 10 out of every 11 people, if we go into real economic turmoil, they are going to be without savings. They're going to be, they're going to be virtually helpless and starving in pretty short order in the case, in the event of a real worst case scenario. That's always the least likely probability, but just the same. Um, the ones who might get through are the ones who are saving, saving and also maintaining their savings in a form that they'll be able to access. If your savings are in the form of U.S. bonds, for example, or corporate bonds, or maybe even bank accounts, you may not, such savings may not do you much good. If your savings are in the form of something tangible like gold or silver, you may be able to do well in the event of a real dislocation in this country. Let's take a break for some commercials, and Melody and I will be right back. Please stay tuned. obligations or relationship problems have you feeling stressed out when life is too much to handle use apothecary herbs emotional stress formula feel calm and more in control with herbs especially combined to provide the organic nutrition your system needs to help you cope complete instructions for maximum benefit and a money-back guarantee you've waited long enough call apothecary herbs now toll free 866-229-3663 That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3Ws.thepowerherbs.com. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it, It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. American Voice. 
Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. I'm Alfred Adisk, and I can hear myself talking there for a moment. I hate that when that happens. Sometimes it happens on the Internet, and sometimes it just happens. Um, but in any case, I'm Alfred Adisk here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival. We were talking about a little article from Market Slant, and the headline is irrelevant. Fed to savers, you are stupid, but it does talk about savings, and again, Tarf mentions absurd, uh, this is from Fleckstein, Fleckenstein Capital. It says absurd central bank policies are popular because debtors of all stripes vastly outnumber savers or net lenders. Among private individuals, net debtors outnumbers net savers by about 10 to 1. Now, one of the things about this, we live in a debt-based monetary system. All thing is based on debt. We have no shortage of debtors, that's a fact, all right? But who is going to provide the capital to borrow, to lend to the debtors? If only one in 11 people is actually a net saver, and he has to provide, in theory, uh, in theory, he's the one who is providing enough for the other 10 out of 11 to borrow, it doesn't take a lot of sense to see, you know, we're going to run out of these guys that are savers. They are going to become increasingly rare. And what happens when there's nobody left who saves their money? There's a point in time where I don't know how big it has to be, but and, and, and it's certainly not true that individual savers like myself and Melody and whatever, we are carrying, each of us are carrying 10 debtors. Because the government is laying out lots of this, lots of the money that's going to the debtors, and there's there's other sources besides individuals. But still, if there's only one saver for every ten debtors, you can see that we are headed for a difficult situation. They've got another graph down here in the same article. It says, "Who owns our debt?" And they follow the debt held by the public from 1970 to 2011. It's five. This is five years. Is the the maximum information is five years old here. But in but in 1970, the national debt was 283 billion dollars. 1970 translates into 42 years ago, or 46 years ago. Excuse me. Um, the debt was 283 billion. Five percent of it was held by foreigners, and ninety-five percent was held by Americans. Two hundred and eighty-three billion is something like five percent, if I'm doing the math correctly in my head, of the national of today's national debt of twenty trillion. All right. Um, matter of fact, maybe it's 
No. I, well, in any case, it's a fraction. I get confused by, you know, I used to do well in mathematics, but you get to a point in time where the brain does not wish to do mathematics anymore. In 1990, our debt was $2.4 roughly 10%, less than 10%, but roughly 10% of what we have today. Um, it, foreign holdings were 19% of the national debt, and 81% were United for, for, for American people. Um, 2011, $9.7 trillion was the national debt. It has doubled since 2011. In five years, our national debt has doubled. Foreign holdings are 46%. The American people are 54%. Uh, uh, the evidence, we're not paying this. You know, it used to be they said, well, we could borrow the money because we owe it to ourselves. We don't owe it to ourselves. We owe it to foreign, to foreign countries, at least to a substantial degree, or foreign, or foreign lenders. Um, here's another graph that they have here. Debt is projected to grow faster than the economy. Debt held by the public from 1790 to 2040. Uh, historical, we are uh, 74% of the the debt is 70, at least was 74% of the of the economy, the GDP in. Well, I guess right now is what they're claiming, 2015. But they're projected to go up to 100% or more, and I don't even trust the figures. I think it'll go greater than that. We have more debt than we have production. Debt is projected to grow faster than the gross domestic product. Right? How long can that continue before this whole thing blows up in everybody's face? And these are the sorts of things that, assuming the information is accurate, valid, properly interpreted, you know, it's just another one of those things you say, oh, my gosh, this thing's going to go down. I don't know when. Maybe this year, maybe not for five years. Don't know when it's going to happen. But you can see the end of the line on this thing. We can't continue the way we are. What's next, Melody? Well, speaking of debt, before I go into my little special, uh, today um, the government's budget deficit for the soon-to-end fiscal year will hit $600 billion. That's an increase of $162 billion over last year's tally. And, um, you know, so again, you know, it's... Uh, who's going to pay the debt? Who's going to pay it? Yeah. It can't and there's no... what's what, to be paid right now. They keep adding more to it. Sooner or later, somebody's going to figure this out. And they're going to say, I'm not lending you any more money. You can't pay the debt you've got right now. What I wanted to say about this, too, it just goes to show there's no restraint. There's no, it doesn't matter. It's like they're going to, you know, we talk about it on this program. You have a little bit stronger view than I do that the government can't, you know, do a lot of these things because they don't have the money anymore. And I, you know, I, I don't, I think they'll just keep doing until it, they can't, until it collapses on them. And, you know, it, and, you know, they, they're unable to do it, but they're going to do it as much as they can. And again, this just shows it doesn't really matter. You know, it's not gonna... even where it doesn't just matter. It's worse than that. It does matter. Because well, I mean, it does matter, but it monetary I'm... system and they treat debt as wealth. 
The government goes deeper into debt because in a debt-based monetary system, it is presumed to be a form of wealth, and more debt translates into, in theory, a higher standard of living. But it's crazy. It's insane. Sooner or later, somebody's going to say, hey, could you please pay me my, the money I, you owe me? And the government's going to say, sorry, we, we don't have any money. We're broke. And then the whole thing falls down. The only way this system works is if we go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into debt. And we can't. There has to be an end to it. And when we get to that end, there is going to be calamity. So it's not even where it's, you know, oh, we'll go into debt. It doesn't matter. No, they have to go into debt. If they stop going into debt, we don't have enough currency to run this system. The, what I wanted to say, Al, and I couldn't finish, is it doesn't matter. That was because Frank what? interrupted you. <laughs> What? <laughs> that was because Frank, the producer, interrupted you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. I know he has to quit that. Frank, has no, to... my my I'm point talk was, it doesn't matter how much debt that they create; they're just going to keep creating it. And you're right. And then what you said is absolutely true. And you know, already the White House came out; they're predicting growth to uh, growth of 2.2 percent this year instead of the 2.7 percent growth that was predicted in the February budget. But the part that really upset me the most is the Office of Management and Budget. Sean Donovan said in a blog post accompanying the report, "The president's budget builds on." on that progress. It makes critical investments in our domestic and national security priorities. And it's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> national security priorities, really? Critical investments, really? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just... It's, it's, it's a kind of madness, and we are all... This is this is like that that story about the, the emperor wearing all the, the invisible clothing. And every oh, every, oh, the emperor boy, he just he's just the coolest dude around. Look at the look at that invisible cape he's wearing, and all the rest. Of, and some little kid comes up and says, "Hey, that guy's nude." Right? We are in a world like that right now. It's not just an interesting little fairy tale or myth. It's huh. that's the way the world is, and the vast majority of the people of the world, certainly the people of this country. They don't see what's going on. The emperor is nude. We are treating debt as if it's wealth. That's insane. And yet it continues. Everybody and just quietly goes bigger. along. Sooner or later, that little boy's going to show up and he's going to say, hey, that guy's walking around the nude. <laughs> and then the people are going to say, oh, my gosh. This is such a shock. This is so surprising. It's been right there. You can see it if you look at it. Open your eyes. Open your ears. You can see what's going on. If you hear. Remember in the 70s they had the streaker? Yeah. <laughs> That's what he's doing. He's streaking all over the place. <laughs> do you really remember, Al? Yes, I do. What a streaker was. Yes, I remember. I was actually sitting in a bar one time. Some woman streaked through the bar. All right. <laughs> and I remember this. This goes back 50 years ago or something like 70s. that. 70s. Well, well. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know if it was that late. I'm thinking it was 60. But it no, was it, was 70. it was 70s. Well, even so. Even so. All right. 45 years ago. Whatever. <clears throat> 50 um, just sounded bad, Al. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of a just conventional little bar. It wasn't anything too big or fancy. And we were sitting there having a beer. <laughs> got off work. It might have been 
might have got off work early, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, something like that. And some woman runs through the bar butt naked. All right? And everybody sees it. And everybody's kind of in shock. They don't know what to do or say or anything else. I can remember it was like, <laughs> it was just strange. It was, it was like everybody just boom, shut everybody's lights off right then. Oh, my gosh. Naked woman running through the bar. Well, I uh, remember the, 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 the baseball games. It was popular, yeah, popular for streaking. Uh-huh. And um, so if you do not know what streaking is, well... You're too young. <laughs> You're very young. You're younger than we are. So anyway, we had U.S. retail sales that increased in June as consumers showed supposedly a little more confidence, if you believe the reports. Uh, more spending than saving. Sales rose 0.6% last month, driven by big gains at home improvement and garden retailers. Uh, home Depot did well. They enjoyed their largest monthly gain in six years. Um, economists had expected sales to inch 0.1% higher. The consumer has grown more willing to part with cash on signs that the U.S. economy is on the mend. So <laughs> they're the ones that will be shocked when they see the naked emperor. we got an article here from Bloomberg, and the headline is, Monetary Policy is Doing Serious Damage. This is according to Fulkert's Landau. I don't even know who they are. Somebody wrote a report. Loose central bank policies may not only have run their course, but are now causing harm, according to Deutsche Bank's chief chief economist. Presumably, Volkert Landau is Deutsche Bank's chief economist. You know, with all the trouble Deutsche Bank has, they're a good one to be giving advice and rendering criticism. But nevertheless, one of the biggest banks in the world, and they say, look, central bank policies... They've not only run their course, but now causing harm. They go on, they say monetary policy has reached its limits. Monetary policy is that which can, it's in the, uh, under the control of the central banks. Fiscal policy is under the control of the government. Monetary policy is interest and money supply. Fiscal policy is tax rates and spending, all right, and borrowing um, by the governments. It says, that in fact, it's at a point where it's doing serious damage. We've tried everything in the last six years via central bank policy to stimulate demand, and we haven't succeeded. Now we're just at, just at the gates of thinking about helicopter money to make it work. It raises this real question. What's at the base of this lack of aggregate demand? And that's the problem. People aren't buying the stuff. You know, I think maybe the answer to that question, at least in part, has to do with homes. The U.S. economy was, up until 2000, 2007, 2008, was to a significant degree based on the construction and sale of homes. And we got into that, that had been so amplified and hyped, uh, 2004, five, and so on. They were selling homes to people, subprime borrowers who couldn't even qualify for a mortgage, and they were getting homes anyway. Um, some people were, they were making, the prices of homes were constantly going up. People were investing in additional homes, not just the one they lived in. They might have a second home, a third home, a fifth home. All right. They were making money on those homes. It may be that we kind of got the home thing out of our system after the collapse. 
It may be that people are just saying, you know, after I got burned so bad, after I had five homes and it burned me badly, I don't know that I want another home. Now, I'm just speculating, but what's at the base of this lack of aggregate demand? Something happened, and the people of the United States and the people of the world aren't buying all the stuff that's available, and they can't seem, and the government can't seem to persuade us. They can lead us to water, but they can't make us drink. We won't borrow to go deeper into debt. So what's going to do? What's going to stimulate that, Melody? Well, I mean, they used everything they had to, for the, you know, you know, private, you know, uh, purchasing out there. But if we go mm-hmm. back to when we were talking about bubbles earlier in the week, if we, you know, the housing was a bubble. And this time, the granddaddy of all bubbles is the government stimulus. Mm-hmm. So, as, as, so until that breaks, you're not going to find any other um, creative wealth or, or purchasing in any other sector, sector because the money is being funneled into the bubble of the government stimulus. So that's where the money is going. Will bite. But they can't bite because all the other bites that we've had through all of these other recessions, it was it was not real. It wasn't real that we came out of these recessions. It, the, 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 the consumer was manipulated through low rates and everything else in order to do their purchasing. So may, and those bubbles were created. It may be that the public is simply getting too smart for the government. Yeah. <laughs> But now I know how hard that uh, we got to go to break out on that one. <laughs> I know how hard that is to believe, <laughs> but go it to may be that without being able to articulate, they still think this is a trap. I'm not going into it. Let's take a break. Commercials. Melody and I will be back in a moment. Please stay tuned to Financial Survival. condition and emergency rooms and medical doctors are not an option, you need our emergency heart attack kit. Five concentrated liquid formulas enter the system in 60 seconds to protect your heart muscle, strengthen heartbeat, increase circulation, relieve pain, and make breathing easier. When seconds count, you want all the help you can get with our emergency heart attack kit. Easy to use and portable in a one-pound compact kit for your purse, briefcase, or car. Call Apothecary Herbs now for your emergency heart attack kit, toll-free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3 wsthepowerherbscom Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe, all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. 
If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. I'm Alfred Adams here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival. What's next, Melody? I got a nice little special uh, for you silver buyers, 90% silver, and it's a $50 face value. It includes all your shipping costs. Basically, you're paying about $0.75 over spot. So it's a pretty inexpensive way to pick up some silver. We are limited at this price, so make sure you call us right away, 50 Dollars face value, 90% silver. You're paying about 75 cents over spot, and that total price is $775, and that includes your shipping costs. So give us a call at 800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. 75 cents over spot, folks. Pretty good deal. Make sure you visit our website at dgscoins.com, dgscoins.com. I just wanted to say, that, well, before you go on about the middle class, because I think that's important too, but on Thursday you had um, um, the, the French President Hollande, he was asked about the, Europe, the former European Commission's uh, president's uh, decision to work for a U.S. investment bank. And this guy's name was uh, Jose Manuel Barroso. Well, he decided to join Goldman Sachs. And uh, the, the president, Hollande, said is morally unacceptable. Uh, he was asked about this in an interview, and uh, uh, he said that Goldman Sachs was implicated in the financial crisis that began with the U.S. subprime mortgages and in helping Greece cover up its debt. He says, and we find out several years later that Mr. Barroso will join Goldman Sachs. It's legally possible, but it is morally unacceptable. And uh, this was announced last week that the the head of the European Commission from 2014 to uh, 2004 to 2014 would serve as a non-executive chairman of the international unit. And again, this is just you know they're so intermingled, so between you know your investment banks, government, the Federal Reserve, the central banks. And, you know, this guy's just not alone. And, you know, we forget, you know, Robert Ruman was another former government Sachs chief and U.S. Treasury Secretary under Bill Clinton, uh, the Bank of England, Governor Mark Carney, the European Central Bank President Mario Draghi, um, the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, uh, of New York President William Dudley. I mean, they're all Goldman Sachs alumni. Uh, who go on to set monetary policy. So, you know, <laughs> you know, one of my favorites is Neil Kaskari, Kaskari or, you know, something similar to that. You know, Neil Kaskari, I believe it is. He went from an aerospace engineer to a VP at Goldman Sachs to Treasury Department. He oversaw TARP. If anybody remembers TARP, the Troubled Assets Relief Program, then he goes into politics and then he ends up in the Federal Reserve. 
Uh, it's just, you know, it's just even Prime Minister Tony Blair, the former British Prime Minister Tony Blair, he was a senior advisor to J.P. Morgan Chase. Um, it goes to Germany and everywhere else. So, you know, we, we talk about our politicians here and, and the relationship. It's everywhere, folks. It's criminal enterprise. Yes, it is. That's what it really comes down to. And it is of a, a criminal enterprise, a criminal conspiracy of a global nature. Used to be that your criminals were confined, they were local. You had Al Capone working in Chicago, but he wasn't working San Francisco and New York and Miami. Nowadays, good criminals, they don't work locally. They may have a local branch and the rest of that sort of thing. I, I don't deny that. I would expect that. But the movers and shakers, the, the criminals, are working on, an, on a global, international basis. And all of them think they're above the law, and the only thing they worship and love is money. And when folks don't understand how this can continue, uh, this is why. This is why you have 18.5 on the Dow that reverses itself and a stronger dollar and how things can keep going. This is part of it. This is probably a big part of how things continue to go. And um, I think we have a caller, Al. Yes, we do. It's Yvonne. What up, Yvonne? How you doing? Well, so far so good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was just listening to you guys, but I guess you don't talk about uh, you know what's happening in the world. But uh, uh, I don't oh, know. you were just talking about there. what was happening in France. Well, how about this uh, coup in uh, in Turkey? A military don't know thing about taking... it. What's going on in Turkey? Military coup, according to the Guardian, military coup uh, took over or parts of the, of the government. So um, I just thought I'll. Uh, you know, no, I hadn't heard a thing about it. Yeah, I, well, I, when you check uh, Drudge or check uh, anti-war uh, sites or any of these, they all are coming up with the latest. It's, so who uh, do you think progress. is motivating this coup, and why do you think it's taken place? Do you have an opinion? Is this purely internal to Turkey? We've got some Turkish uh, military people who said this government's gone the wrong direction. We've got to stop it. Or are they being influenced by outside forces that are saying, you guys, why don't you guys take over the government? Um, well, it, it could be outside forces. I mean, uh, we have some forces in the Middle East to who thrive on, uh, you know, on uh, coups and and, uh, and um, killings and so on, uh, ISIS and the others, you know, controlling what? ISIS and and um, and uh, fund them, you know. So. Uh, well, it says uh, the Turkish military says in a statement that it has taken over. Right. The Turkish mm-hmm. military, and. Um, uh, let's see. And th- but this is just recently happening that we're getting for the, for the t- times that I've seen, 431, 428. Uh, I'm sure it started a lot earlier. Um, the Guardian has reported reports that the U.N. has emailed staff saying a coup attempt is underway. Uh, the Turkey PM says attempted coup underway by military group. The Turkish military says in a statement that it has taken over. That was according to Reuters. And um, 
there was an illegal act by a group within the military that was acting out of the chain of military command. Our people should know that we will not allow any activity that would harm democracy. Um, so which way are these guys likely to go? Are they likely to side with Russia? Are they likely to side with the United States? Syria, where are they going with this? Do you have any idea, Yvonne? Well, the only thing what recently took place was uh, uh, they had uh, recently agreed with Israel to mend fences. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That's... This, is, this, this just happened, what, about a month ago or three weeks ago that they, or, or two weeks ago, they signed a, or were underway in signing a Israel, a Turkey, uh, you know, uh, but it sounds yeah. like this coup, if I had to guess, it sounds like this coup was motivated by Muslim religion more so than anything else. It's a reaction, perhaps, to Turkey becoming, from their perspective, too secular. They're willing to do business with uh, Israel, and perhaps some Muslims in the military said, this has got to be stopped. Uh, so it's be, not, not siding with Russia, per se, not siding with the United States, per se. It's, right. in fact, siding with ISIS, maybe. Well, I don't know about but ISIS. certainly the Muslim faith. Uh, maybe with Muslim, because ISIS is created by Saudi and, and Israel, so we know that. We know about uh, al-Baghdadi, who is the, the head honcho of ISIS, uh, uh, you probably studied him. Uh, who, nope, I haven't. You haven't? Okay. Well, he is uh, of Jewish parents. He's uh, Jewish, and uh, he they created ISIS, okay? Well, I've heard yeah. that the United States, the CIA, created ISIS. I don't know what well, to believe. Well, I mean, you hear all Muslim kinds Muslim. of things. All I can say is I wasn't there. I wasn't in the Middle East. I don't know for a fact. I know I understand some of the reports. And I have certain suspicions, but the truth of the matter is, I don't know what's going on there. Not for well, an absolute fact. You know, Mossad is definitely involved with CIA is involved, but it's yeah, one thing. Sir. The other thing is uh, they never attacked anyone or any Israeli, uh, you know, uh, areas or whatever. In fact, when they are wounded on Golan Heights, they fight against the Hezbollah on Golan Heights. They are treated in Israeli hospitals. This is the ISIS people who fight to try to uh, move out, you know, uh, knock out Hezbollah out of uh, the, the Syrian part of Golan Heights. That's where the, the major fighting was there, <clears throat> and uh, it's still going on. But if they are wounded or killed or whatever, they are treated at the hospital, Israeli hospitals. So that was written, you know, in, in papers. If so, ISIS yeah. is the creation of Israel and yeah. or the CIA. And, 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 and CIA, right. Okay, what exactly is ISIS intending to do? What are they ISIS, trying to accomplish? ISIS, and who are they fighting against? ISIS is, was created in order to... Uh, uh, President Assad? To destroy, uh, well... One is to, to certainly they, they, they destroyed, uh, you know, Iraq is pretty well in shambles. Uh, Libya is in shambles, uh, thanks to uh, Clinton. 
Yep. And uh, so is um, Syria and you know, and, and Iraq and Libya. And what it is, uh, it is for the the region of what they, what's being called Ezra Israel or Greater Israel, and uh, the flag of uh, Israel has uh, I don't know has two blue lines, right? And the center is a star, David. Yes. Uh, do you know what the two blue lines represent? I have no idea. Okay. One is uh, Nile, and the other one is Euphrates. Okay, I get it. So and they, they intend to own all the land they, between the those land two blue they, lines. Right. So they created this so they can this, uh, they can um, uh, make an upheaval in the Middle East and now in Europe by, you know, throwing all these... Um, uh, they are not emigrant, emigrants, but they are, you know, they are not even refugees. So there are very few Syrians, really, because they, they want to stay in Syria. They, they, they don't want to be going to Europe and so on. Most of the troublemakers come from Africa, and that's what um, um, uh, they, are, they are pushing. Now, you know, there was uh, Turkey supposed to have stopped this, this move, of um, because uh, you uh, NATO EU gave them I don't know, two billion dollar uh, euros or whatever to hold the refugees you know a hold of the refugees in the in their in in Turkey in order to not to allow them to continue to Greece and Germany and so on and of course you know what happened in in, in Paris again so uh, I think this is so so in uh, there are two two uh, prongs. One is to destabilize the Middle East by ISIS, and secondly is to use ISIS throughout the world to destabilize and destroy white Christianity in Europe, and eventually here in the U.S. too. But that is the program, okay? Once, because Christianity was a very strong... it's a cultural influence. I mean, Pat Buchanan wrote a book where he described Christendom. And he's yeah. just saying essentially that all modern civilization is traced to Christendom, and what he meant by that, the Christian nations of Europe. Right. And he's right. Yeah. Whatever yeah. passes for civilization today, China has adopted many of the principles that evolved from Christendom. So did Japan. Other countries have done the same thing, and now they're trying to tear it down. And they have some idea that they can survive without that culture and make the world, or maybe they don't even intend to make the world prosperous. No, but they, they certainly don't. intend to get rid of Christendom. No, a new world order wants one power, and the rest of them are uh, worker bees, okay? And that's We've what they about, want. They want about to dumb down left, Europe. Yvonne. Yeah. Got to wrap it up in 20 seconds, so give us a couple of closing remarks, and uh, we'll be on I'm our way. Saying we have to keep an eye on Turkey, what happens, and uh, and I think there will be more um, more um, uh, attacks in Europe. So, All right, we'll start. watch for it. And if you're that's wrong, what do you owe us? Uh, well, let me see. Let, Let me count the way. We, we are running out of time, so I can't. Uh, uh, <laughs> likely story. All right, Yvonne, we'll talk to you another time. Well, uh, uh, and I hope you folks, will, the rest of you, will tune in again another time. Melody and I will be back next Monday. Have a good weekend. In the meantime, the good Lord bless you, me, Melody, Frank, the producer, and Yvonne. Bye-bye.
religious and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. Hey, times are tough, so American Voice Radio Network is cutting the price to $17.95. That's right, $17.95 plus mailing. You can protect yourself, family, and friends from cell phone danger to your inner ear. $17.95 at TheAmericanVoice.com. That's the superstore at TheAmericanVoice.com. $17.95 plus mailing. Order now. your family survive a food shortage lasting two weeks, six months, or maybe longer? Sound far-fetched? We live in precarious times. There is an ever-increasing possibility of food shortages caused by terrorist attacks, natural disasters, truck strikes, or monetary collapse. You owe it to yourself and family to prepare, and you can by getting a supply of our long-storing, freeze-dried, dehydrated foods. Our foods are time-tested to store for decades, require a minimum of time and energy to prepare while maintaining superior nutritional value, freshness, and taste. Our foods were designed for the space program and are in constant use today by our own nuclear submarine service. Contact the Freeze Dry Guy today at Freeze Dry Guy at Lancet.com. That's Freeze Dry Guy at L A N S E T.com or call 530-265-8333. 530-265-8333. And let them know you heard it on American Boys Radio. What makes deep sea salt from France so different? Up from the ocean depths in the south of France flow undersea rivers of pristine sea water. At high tide, the prepared salt ponds are filled with this water. Over spring and summer, processed only by ocean breezes and sunshine, the brine thickens and salt crystals float to the top. These are harvested with nets and deposited on wooden drainage flats to dry. The salt is then gathered up, packaged, and shipped around the world. This salt is much more than a box of lifeless sodium chloride. 
treasures worth their salt were once paid with this valuable commodity. It contains 78 to 84 balancing elements. This is living salt, and once you have tasted it, you will never go back to anything else. I've seen this salt in gourmet shops for $30 a pound. Get it now at 4spectrum.us for under $8 a pound. Order 10 pounds and enter the coupon code AVRSALT at checkout and save $20. Ships free to your door or call 800-581-8906. Order today. Fighting soldiers from the sky. Fearless men who jump and die. Men who mean just what they say. The brave men of the Green Beret. All right, everybody. Here we are at Friday. Frig Day. Uh, And... That was originally the way it was until we got Friday out of Frig Day, uh, which is in honor, of course, of the goddess uh, of love, the goddess uh, that the Germans call Frig. Uh, Other uh, civilizations, we seem like we have always had a, a goddess of fertility. And um, whether she came down in a big, colorful egg and landed in the Euphrates, as Estara did, or whether it was Frigg, uh, this is Friday, as we in America know it. Now, the first thing is a reminder that Monday is Memorial Day. So uh, a lot of people are going to be on the road uh, this actually, a lot of people are on the road now. They take off early, so they get Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday uh, is Memorial Day, and you should, one at a minimum, fly your flag. You can go down to almost any uh, store and pick up a three-by-five flag Um, with a little pole and an eagle. Interestingly enough, a little flag etiquette, the only pole that contains a flag that should have an eagle on the top is the United States flag. And so if you have a state flag on a separate pole, uh, and maybe you have a Christian flag on another pole, They shouldn't have eagles. They can have spear points. They can have balls. The eagles reserved for the stars and stripes, old glory. Now, that's at a minimum. Uh, The second thing you should do uh, is uh, hug a vet and kiss them and welcome them home. Now, while Memorial Day is for... Our military dead, those who have served in the uniform of the United States, armed forces who are now dead. That's what it's for. Many people feel Memorial Day is to go uh, and uh, lay wreaths at everyone's grave. Well, you can do that if you want, but Memorial Day used to be called 
Decoration Day, and it uh, was the actual armistice. So uh, we are looking at uh, this day as something that is important, and it isn't uh, like Veterans Day. It's We had Armed Forces Day just this last uh, weekend. So it's not uh, to celebrate people who are now in the Army. Veterans Day celebrates those who have served and are alive in the military. But uh, Memorial Day is for the military dead. If you are near... You have, uh, like a lot of people at their hometown, uh, you'll have uh, relation uh, to you that are buried there. A small flag, and usually the American Legion or VFW will supply you one, or you can get one at any uh, drugstore. Small flag and uh, a small wreath would be very appropriate. It does decorate the grave. It is a salute. Other people see it and think, oh, that must be someone who has died in the service of the United States. Now, I think that you should remember, and maybe you should email, that uh, in the Gulf War, while today, today's figures are 1,594 killed in Afghanistan. Now, today that has already gone up eight more people. So now there are another, an additional eight service people that should be added to the 1,594. So you have to be quick. And so if you wait until Monday, undoubtedly there will be more. But right now, if you add the 8, then you're going to get 1,602. I just want you to be able to accurately tell people when they say, well, do we have military dead today? Yes. We are fighting on three fronts today with a president that said he abhors war, doesn't like the stars and stripes, uh, doesn't like the national anthem because of the bombs bursting in air. If he could change, uh, he'd have... Uh, teach the world to sing a John Lennon song. He doesn't like anything about the United States as far as our uh, historical history, which is the same word. But it means that there are Americans in harm's way and there are 1,602 as of now that are dead in Afghanistan, 4,454 
that are dead in Iraq. The total now is 6,000. That's with us F6,000. And 56, I'm sorry, it is 6,062. 6,062. Now, I thought what I would do, I have uh, mentioned to you that the actual uh, numbers of persons in uniform who have died while we have uh, been Uh, fighting in the Middle East. The Veterans Affairs Department reports 73,000, not 6,062. And there are more Gulf War veterans dead than Vietnam veterans. Only you'll see the Vietnam War on a a day-by-day basis was much more uh, ferocious, as you'll see in a moment. The casualties during the Vietnam War were pretty simple to count. If a soldier was dead from his combat tour of duty, he was a war casualty. There are 58,000 195 names recorded on the Vietnam War Memorial in Washington District of Columbia. But in the Iraq War, the Bush administration started off, I'm talking actually with Daddy Bush, and then followed up by many me, they started off trying to minimize the casualties, and so uh, to be counted as a casualty, you had to actually die right there. You are shot, you are caught in a demolition ambush, something happens to you, your helicopter crashes, you die right there with your blood on the ground in Iraq or Afghanistan, then you can be counted as a war casualty. However, if you should well know, many, many people die as a result of their injuries. Many people are evacuated out of the battle zone uh, before they expire. So, here is what the VA actually has. Total U.S. military Gulf War deaths, 73,846. Now, more than 1,820 tons of radioactive nuclear waste, we call it depleted uranium, has also uh, been deposited in the soil on the surface 
of Iraq and Iran. And this is what we, the reason that we use depleted uranium, it is the greatest penetrator because of its extreme uh, density that we have. But it is deadly, and it's laying all over the place. So the deaths for anyone, and that includes U.S., that are around these depleted uranium shells, they will continue to be irradiated. I wanted to give you, very quickly, just some information uh, about Vietnam in case people ask you, uh, you'll be able, are you, as the head of the family, are you uh, have children in school, or you have a family coming home at your house, or your civic group, or maybe you're a member of one of the veteran organizations, and you want to say something, here are some interesting, uh, very quickly, I'll read them out. 58,267 names now. It, you know, it, I said uh, 58,195, but actually they have added some to the wall. There are 58,267 names now listed on the wall, and uh, the latest names were added in 2010. Now, these names are arranged in the order in which they uh, were taken from us by date within each date. The name is alphabetized. So it's kind of hard to believe that uh, it's been uh, so long since the last uh, casualties. But uh, beginning at the top of panel one echo, when you go to Washington, D.C., to the wall, uh, you'll see one part of the V points toward George Washington's monument. The other wing of the V points toward Abraham Lincoln. Both of them were wartime presidents. The V, of course, stands for Vietnam. And on it you have engraved in the granite uh, these tens of thousands of names, 58,267. Uh, it says... Uh, that the uh, the beginning of this apex is I let me go back to there one echo and going to the end of the east wall uh, it appears to just recede in the into the earth uh, it's numbered seven zero e May twenty fifth nineteen sixty eight. Then resuming at the end of the west wall, as that wall emerges from the earth, numbered 70W, continuing May 25th, 1968, ending with the date 1975. Now, 
The first known casualty was Richard B. Fitzgibbon of North Weymouth, Massachusetts, listed by U.S. Department of Defense having been killed in June 8, 1956. First known casualty. His name is listed on the wall with that of his son, Marine Corps Lance Corporal Richard B. Fitzgibbon, the third who was killed on September the 7th, 1965. There are three sets of fathers and sons on the wall. 39,996 on the wall were just 22 or younger. The largest age group, 8,283, were 19. 3,103 were 18. 12 soldiers on the wall were 17. Five soldiers were only 16 years old. One soldier, PFC, Dan Bullock, was 15 years young. 997 soldiers were killed on their first day in Vietnam. 1,448 soldiers were killed on their last day in Vietnam. 31 sets of brothers are on the wall. 31 sets of parents losing two of their sons. 54 soldiers on the wall attended Thomas Edison High School in Philadelphia. Eight women are on the wall. Nurses, nursing the wounded. 2,444, I'm sorry, 244 soldiers were awarded Medal of Honor during the Vietnam War. 153 are on the wall. Beelsville, Ohio, population of 475, lost six of their young men. West Virginia had the highest casualty rate per capita, 711 West Virginians on the wall. <sighs> you know, maybe not for you, but uh, for me, uh, difficult. The most casualty deaths for a single day, you know, I was there during all of these dates. It's hard not to go back. Some people will tell you that Bo Bright died in Vietnam. He just doesn't know it. The most casualty deaths for a single day was on January 31st, 1968. 245 deaths. The most casualty deaths for a single month, May 1968. 2,415. Uh, all right. You know about Memorial Day. Now you know some interesting statistics about Vietnam. And you know that tens of thousands of more Americans died in the Gulf War than the U.S. government has allowed us to know. Gas prices uh, 
over this Memorial Day. They're going to probably stay up, but they're coming down. But the cost of coffee is going up. Coffee is 100% more now than it was a year ago. But people are hooked on coffee, and so people are going to buy probably like cigarettes, only hopefully uh, there would be a greater allowance for buying coffee. They say now that men who drink five or six cups of coffee have uh, less chance for a heart attack. That means the whole Pentagon, because they do nothing but drink coffee from the time they walk in. Some people never see sunshine, but uh, they are uh, gouged with coffee. Gold today is pretty interesting. $1,537. That is up 1400 bucks. That also means gold in jewelry. It means, uh, well, like I have uh, a gold Rolex I bought in 1965 uh, when I took a week's leave from the war and went to Hong Kong. Uh, That watch, uh, I priced it, oh, it's been years ago now. Uh, We were in San Diego. uh, I just saw the watch in the window. I went inside, asked a young, uh, portly young fellow, obviously his dad, own the jewelry store. I said, young man, can you find out, give me the price of that gold Rolex in the window? And he said, oh, yes, sir. He came back and he said, that is $2,500. And I said, I'll take it. And he said, with delight, yes, sir. And he started to prepare the ticket. And I said, son, uh, don't do that. I said, go back and ask your dad what the price is. He said, well, you can see the price. And they had a a little dot paper on the back of the case. And you can see 2,000, uh, it said 2,500. I said, you need to ask your dad. So he went back and then rather sheepishly reappeared and said, uh, I'm sorry, sir. He said, you're right. The watch is 25000 There's a zero missing. Well, that was back uh, when gold <laughs> was about $500 an ounce. And so uh, Rolex, gold Rolexes are 18-karat gold, which is not pure gold, but uh, higher than normal jewelry quality. But you can look for all of those kinds of items to reflect the current cost. Now, this is a gold ounce of bullion. If you get the popular American or uh, the Cougarans or the double eagles, uh, some people like the uh, bison, uh, then it's it probably be $100 or so more. 
But right now, just one ounce of gold, bullion, is 1,537. Now, silver, which I'm glad to see, I don't have any. I've given it away. I gave all the silver coins that I had to little children, and I'm glad I did. And I'd do it again today if I had them. But silver is $37.99. bucks for a silver dollar or an ounce of silver in any form. Pretty interesting. There's still 156 persons missing from Joplin, Missouri. It has been three days since they last found a living person uh, who was trapped in the debris. There have been recent thunderstorms that have interrupted uh, what's been going on at Joplin. The president is supposed to, somewhere along the line, stop in uh, to Joplin. Uh, Not yet. He's been in England uh, for two days. He went with a meeting in France with the G8 yesterday to decide that Muammar Gaddafi uh, should vacate his own country and uh, go somewhere even including Russia, which Russia was one who uh, had a uh, a fair feeling, a decent feeling about Muammar Gaddafi uh, remaining the dictator. But now Russia is part of the G8. Interestingly enough, uh, oh, by the way, the Patriot Act was passed by the House and the Senate, as I told you it could be yesterday. Because Obama is not here, they're using the auto machine, the auto signature, to sign his name to make it law. A robot is going to extend the Patriot Act by four years. Stay right where you are. You're listening to American Voice Radio's Freedom Call. My name is Bo Grites. I'll be right back.
standard for purifying your water is a system that distills your water and filters it. You have the comfort of knowing there is no chlorine, fluoride, bacteria, viruses, pesticides, or lead. You get nothing but H2O, maximum health. Dr. Robert D. Willis Jr., MD. Order your tabletop water distiller for $139.99 postpaid. It comes with everything you need to get pure distilled water. Go to superstore.theamericanvoice.com. That's superstore.theamericanvoice.com. Order now. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. Can your family survive a food shortage lasting two weeks, six months, or maybe longer? Sound far-fetched? We live in precarious times. There is an ever-increasing possibility of food shortages caused by terrorist attacks, natural disasters, truck strikes, or monetary collapse. You owe it to yourself and family to prepare, and you can by getting a supply of our long-storing, freeze-dried, dehydrated foods. Our foods are time-tested to store for decades, require a minimum of time and energy to prepare while maintaining superior nutritional value, freshness, and taste. Our foods were designed for the space program and are in constant use today by our own nuclear submarine service. Contact the Freeze Dry Guy today at freezedryguy at lancet.com. That's freezedryguy at l-a-n-s-e-t.com or call 530-265-8333. 530-265-8333. And let them know you heard it on American Voice Radio. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Stefan, the owner-operator of American Voice Radio, and I were talking about the who pushes the button 
of the auto writer that signs the president's signature when he is uh, on vacation. Uh, Second question, when isn't he on vacation? (laughs) And uh, maybe the third question, well, uh, is it vacation uh, when you go like he uh, took his wife and his children and uh, they just sort of made an around-the-world flight. Uh, He's been over in uh, Great Britain where he spent two days uh, with the Queen. And, uh, you know, when you look, because (laughs) Obama is an interesting guy, he went to Ireland. He says that uh, he is... Irish, and when he was in Ireland, he even tried to uh, make a a talk, but his prompter uh, didn't know how to uh, pop out uh, with Irish uh, accents, but he, he routinely makes a fool of himself representing uh, the United States, but I tried to look Uh, at the people rather than Obama as the news was covering uh, his state dinner where he uh, made a toast uh, to the queen. And I'm looking at these uh, old, primarily gentlemen of the court. And uh, I swear they were either praying or they were dozing. I think the odds are pretty high uh, on dozing. (laughs) I think they see Obama as uh, looking at Africa. You see, for these old guys, Barack Hussein Obama was born before Kenya uh, became a country. Jomo Kenyatta was the British uh, spokesperson. He was an official British interpreter. And uh, Jomo did a great job. Now, during this period of time, uh, I was a, a specialist in the 6th Special Forces Group, which was uh, targeting Africa. And uh, I was sent to Washington uh, District of Criminals to uh, study in a CIA uh, special school. That means they they created a school uh, just uh, to teach one person a language. And uh, I was told to report uh, first to Vox School of Language in Washington, D.C. They wouldn't tell me what language I was due uh, to, to learn. I went. I wasn't supposed to report until Monday, 0800 hours. So I um, went there to the address, knocked on the door, and a, uh, a nice person answered. It was a townhouse uh, in... Uh, Washington, D.C., near Georgetown. 
And uh, a young lady came and said, yes, can I help you? And I said, I'm uh, uh, Captain Greitz. I'm supposed to uh, be studying uh, a language, and uh, I'm going to report in uh, Monday morning. I'd like to know what my language is so I can pick up a few things and just uh, sort of get myself ready uh, for Monday. And she says, uh, I'm sorry, sir. Uh, we're forbidden from uh, giving you that information. You must just report here Monday. So this is the way CIA plays games. Uh, I went there Monday, and uh, when the lady answered the door, she says, oh, I recognize you. Now, she says, you are to go to this address. And she uh, tore off an address on a piece of paper, uh, which they uh, coded as Sands School of Language. And when I went to that <laughs> address, it was a townhouse uh, near Georgetown. Uh, and it. Uh, when I knocked on the door... A small charcoal black man, about five foot six, answered the door and said, Hujambo Buana, Uhadegani. And I thought, whoa, am I ever in for it now? But it's very interesting because he had just come over uh, from Kenya, contract uh, with the U.S. government, as it ended up, the CIA was paying his salary. Uh, to teach selected people Swahili uh, so that we could uh, prepare. And uh, Kennedy was the president. He hadn't been killed yet. He was sending agents uh, and accepting uh, representatives. Uh, he said, remember, uh, not only ask not uh, what your country can do for you, uh, he also said, no outpost of freedom too far. So, uh, wow, uh, he was sending us, uh, the U.S. Special Forces, all over the world. And, of course, we needed to be trained if we're going to uh, uh, be a force multiplier in the language of the area. So it meant that we had a CIA target folder with all uh, top secret, uh, humant was mainly what we were getting out. Human is humant is human intelligence, and uh, SIGINT, that is radio intercept. We didn't have near uh, the, the satellite intelligence that we have today, but very interesting to pair up uh, what we were learning. Uh, from Bawana and Dakwa, and uh, what was coming out of that area, uh, not only Kenya, but Uganda and Tanzania, as it was called in those days, Tanzania today, uh, they all have Swahili as their official language, and it is a cattle trading language all around East Africa, uh, and then it jumps, as you go across the country through the Congo and go uh, to West Africa, 
you also find uh, Swahili understood and used there. It was interesting because Jomo Kenyatta uh, was able to actually overthrow the British government. (laughs) Now, you may say, well, how in the world did this happen? Uh, The British would give speeches trying to settle down the anarchists, just like right now is going on uh, in the Arab world. Uh, Uganda and Kenya and Tanzania, let me just say it the way it used to be, Tanganyika, uh, they were uh, trying to get Great Britain uh, out of their world. And so uh, as the British would speak, Jomo would translate from English to Swahili, and their, uh, Swahili doesn't have any curse words, uh, but you, it is a very colorful language uh, using uh, animal uh, uh, references and things that occur uh, with animals and through animals and by animals, bowel movements, all kinds of things. And it made fools of the British. And so the people would all uh, laugh. And uh, Jomo was able uh, to uh, give an insurgency message to the people that caused them. For example, Jomo Kenyatta, and the same work in Uganda and in Tanganyika, where he said, if you get rid of the British then every family will have a Cadillac car. Now, you'd think that something like a Bentley or a Rolls-Royce or maybe a a Mercedes even uh, or a nice, fancy Italian car, but for some reason at that time, in the 60s, Cadillac uh, was uh, the world emblem. And so... Wouldn't you want to throw a bunch of white people out of your country if you could have a Cadillac car? Well, it was a good incentive. Now, Jomo also, and this is uh, how it works over there with these tribal people, Jomo told them that uh, if you got rid of the British, that when you would let the bucket down to get water in your well, that as you brought it up, it would be filled with gold. Now, it's sort of like when you say nobody would believe that. Let me ask you this question. Why did people send money to this phony prophet who said the world was going to end in 1994, and it didn't? And then he said last week the world was going to end. Christ was coming, and it didn't. And now, he says, the world is going to end, and he's put another date on it with a fireball striking the earth. And people will send him money because they figure in the Bible it says no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but only the Father. So people rationalize that if he, this phony prophet, knows 
then he's got to be more special than Christ. He has to be more special than the angels. He has to be so close that God would whisper it in his ear. I mean, you'd think that he would, uh, you know, use somebody maybe more famous, like Billy Graham, wouldn't you? And uh, yet they will send him money because they want to be close to him because they know that if God would give him that secret, then he's got to be protected, and they want to be protected too. So Africans were made to believe from one of their own that gold would come from the ground instead of water. All they need to do is get rid of the British. So they did. So we will. We are subject uh, to believing uh, almost anything. Now, one thing that uh, we are uh, we are buying is three billion dollars goes to Pakistan each year. And one thing that we know now that we didn't know until the documents were examined that the SEAL team that went in as the raiding party, 40 of them, and killed Osama bin Laden, is that bin Laden was uh, in the mix. His information, the notes, what they got off his computers showed that he was making a deal with Pakistan. Well, friends, he had lived there for 10 years. So making a deal, I think maybe the information is dated. That uh, the Pakis would protect not just Osama bin Laden, but also al-Qaeda. And again, I think their information is dated because they were already doing that. Were they not? Now, I just thought maybe you might uh, be interested to know that uh, when we look at it, we see that uh, Israel, one-third, let me put it this way, one-third of all U.S. aid goes to Israel. Now, we did give uh, a tremendous amount of money to Egypt. Mubarak was bought, but you see Mubarak in this uh, flash that has gone on of anarchy, the throwing out of these old regimes, the, and it's interesting uh, to, to see what uh, 2011, it hasn't been reported yet, but we're not finished with giving out money. But uh, we uh, gave Egypt a tremendous amount of money. Actually, it was less than half what we gave Israel. And remember, one-third of all the money that America gives out uh, is, uh, is Israel. But it was, recall this, the uh, United States 
somehow in all of this anarchy, the CIA's man in Cairo that they hired to run a private prison for the CIA, instead of putting prisoners in Abu Ghraib, like in Iraq, where uh, the member of the young Speckford girl, uh, photographs were taken with naked uh, prisoners, and uh, uh, a young Speckford was uh, court-martialed, and yet the general, a female, who was responsible for the prison, she stayed in the green zone down at the club, and nothing happened to her. Well, one way the CIA has, you see the prisoners in Abu Ghraib were actually at a low level. If you were captured and you were sent to a secret CIA prison in Egypt, where this guy who was now president was contracting with the CIA, he could torture as much as the CIA wanted, and yet CIA could say, well, we didn't do any torturing. Uh, We may have, uh, you know, did a little waterboarding just to keep the guys cool uh, at Gitmo. So it's a uh, it's a series of lies, and I think everybody uh, probably with these brains knows that. But I just thought, uh, and the let me give you so you and we don't know if this is the total amount, but uh, it appears that we uh, gave Israel uh, this in 2010, which is over. And it is available, uh, $3,175,000,000. And uh, Egypt, we gave a total of $1.5,000,000,000 to. And we give other countries, there's a long list we give Kenya. We were just talking about it. And we were looking at uh, Obama and the fact that when he was born that he's a British subject because Kenya was not Kenya yet. And so Obama could say, and uh, what do you want to bet? was said behind closed doors, well, you know, I am a British subject. Obama has had a, uh, he went to Pakistan when it was illegal for Americans to go to Pakistan. But Obama listed himself as a Muslim. Obama went uh, to Indonesia, which is the largest Muslim a population in the world. And he had, you have to be a Muslim there just to go to school. And so this is when he was a boy. His father was a Muslim in Kenya. And so he's had many names, and he's traveled uh, to 
many uh, Islamic countries. And with him trying to act Irish, with an Irish accent when he visited Ireland, and boasting that uh, he was uh, Irish, and then seeing him uh, basically kowtow uh, to the queen for two days, having uh, tea and steak dinner. That's not steak as in Texas, S-T-E-A-K. That's state, (laughs) S-T-A-T-E, as in I go there and kowtow to the queen. Uh, He was there for two days. He is coming back to America, but the Patriot Act was signed uh, with the auto uh, signature robotic device. Now, uh, kind of uh, interesting because um, China, as you know, uh, should be getting a little edgy about the United States and uh, our ability, you know, what they have bought up most of our debt. China owns uh, more of the U.S. debt than anyone else. And it was revealed. Uh, here just uh, yesterday that China has a secret blue army. Now, you can understand the red army. (laughs) Well, they call this one the blue army because it attacks uh, cyber nets. It is a cyberspace, an internet, a computer aggressor, and uh, they have attacked the Pentagon. So there actually is somewhat of a low-level uh, war going on between China and the United States with their blue army. Now, I gave you some hints uh, yesterday about not telling your lawyer everything if you uh, think some of the information uh, might prejudice you uh, to the court. The omission, the the lawyer cannot say uh, that you are innocent if you have told him the truth and everything, as he will ask you, and you said, yeah, I did it. He has to try and uh, lessen your sentence with some kind of plea bargain. Well, uh, there was a drug raid in Tucson, Arizona, uh, where I lived at one time. And a Tucson SWAT team, get this now, firing 71 bullets, killed a Marine that was back from Iraq. He was shot 22 times. His name was Jose Guerrera. Guerrera, I'm sorry. I know a a Marine named Guerrera. Uh, Jose Verena. Now, the SWAT team uh, came up, took a, a door knocker, and burst the door off the hinges. Now, what would you do if all of a sudden you heard a lot of yelling and uh, boom, and all of a sudden uh, you were in the other part of the house and you know that the door has just uh, been breached? What would you do? Let's say you have 
uh, a assault rifle. Would you grab the assault rifle and head for uh, the entry? Well, that's what this Marine did. Now then, without him firing a single round, they fired 71 shots. Boy, they're good. They hit him 22 times and killed him. They were raiding four houses in that area for drugs. There were no drugs in Jose Garina's house. Friends, you've got to be ready, and you've got to be prepared. I've run out of time here. Think about what you're going to do with the Sabbath, which begins at sundown. And then don't forget Memorial Day, all right? And I'll be back with you. I'll be here for Memorial Day if you are. So stay with American Voice Radio. This has been Freedom Call. Who jump and die. Men who mean just what they say. The brave men of the Green Beret. Silver wings upon their chest. These are men, America's best. One hundred men will test today. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. I would like to tell you about the only truly natural dog and cat food I have found anywhere. Most all companies add a synthetic vitamin mineral pack to their dry or kibble food. Nature's logic is different. With all natural ingredients and nothing man-made added, their owner, Scott Freeman, worked for another pet food company but decided he wanted to do things right. So he started Nature's Logic. You can check them out at natureslogic.com. You will find online and local stores where you can find their products. I spent a lot of time trying to find an all-natural pet food, and Nature's Logic was the only one out there. Give your pets the best and check out naturelogic.com. Your pets will be glad you did. They also have many other natural pet products to try.
Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. show guys my live show for thursday the 14th day of july 2016 it is four minutes past the two o'clock hour hello clint i see you in the chat room hello thanks for giving me a shout out i may as well just go ahead and give you one right back that's how easy it is folks speaking of the chat room uh you're listening right here on the american voice radio network that means you can go to the AmericanVoice.com or AmericanVoiceRadio.com. It's a website for this network. When you get there, you can get into the chat room, too. Give shout-outs and kind of ask questions. Just go back and forth, whatever you want to do there. I have a blog. I have a website, ConditionCriticalShow.com. I had promised uh, the article that I was working on before yesterday's show, and I, it is uh, finished. Excuse me. And uh, you should check it out. I'm going to reference it somewhat uh, this afternoon, at least in the first part of the broadcast here. Uh, in, in in conjunction with an article that I'm going to uh, go over. And it's basically uh, kind of the somewhat similar theme of yesterday, although uh, I, I, I'm guessing uh, it's not going to be as intense, or at least I hope it doesn't get as intense. But at the same time, you know, like I said yesterday, I mean, we're, we're, we're in some deep, you know, we're in some deep dire straits here. And, uh, you know, uh, I've said this before, you know, I, we're at the point, <coughs> excuse me, find my water. Uh, we're at the point, uh, ladies and gentlemen, where, and we have been at the point where, you know, we can't talk our way out of this anymore. Uh, hello, Nanya, I see you in the chat room, too. Uh, thank you for saying hello. Yes, sometimes intensity is good. Intensity in 10 cities is better. Ha, huh, that was a reference to a Ted Nugent album. But anyway. Where was I going? Yeah. 
you know how we can't talk our way out of this anymore. Uh, there's the local station here, one of the local stations out here in Washington. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Uh, maybe it was these guys or maybe it was the other one. Give me a second here. <coughs> they have this forum that they're, that they're doing. Let me see if it's, it might have been the other network. And it's just ridiculous. It's like, a, and I really need to find it so I can convey it to you, the, you know, the right way. Let's see here. Uh, okay, I can't seem to find it. But anyway, it's just going to be like this forum. Like they're going to bring all these people together. And and, and what was it? Uh, one of the themes was something was like, uh, you know, we need to, uh, in order to, you know, get to the bottom of things, we have to, you know, look deeply into ourselves and, and to get to the bottom of this and to solve these many problems that we have. And I'm like, when I, I'm like, it's not that complicated. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not that complicated. We just need to stop catering to people. Just stop bending over backwards, catering to people. That's all we need to do. You don't have to be disrespectful about it either. Now, you know, I mean, right now, look, it's definitely about the blacks and the whites. It just is. Obama has created this atmosphere of whites being racist, all of them, every time, all the time. And blacks are, just have sucked that up for eight years. Okay? And so the cork has been, you know, lifted, or however you want to say it, the cap is off. Okay? It's like a two-liter bottle of Diet Pepsi that you just shake and shake and shake and then open it up. That's what Obama has done with the black community. He has violently shaken them to the point where it's, it's, it's erupted into chaos and, and lawlessness, okay? And so it's not that difficult, really, uh, to, to, uh, to solve what's, what's going on. And, but it has to be done, and, and, and it's going to take a true leader, I believe. And, and Well, no, it's, it's just a fact to, to get this thing turned around. And I don't know who that leader is other than God and Jesus Christ, okay, first. But like I said yesterday, and I said before, I think God wants us to figure it out first. He loves us, and I believe he, you know, he, he, you know, he has faith in us. He has faith in us that we can. He's sitting on his throne, and he's going, guys, you're going to have to figure this out, or else, because there is always that, or else. And I'm not saying I have all the answers either. Believe me, I don't. Uh, and I get, I get immensely frustrated. Is, is that the right word there, guys? Because I do. I just get. I get it, it affects me sometimes in my everyday life, uh, just all of the crap that, that goes on. And it's too, uh, it, it's, it's too important. I don't know if that's the right word. It's too, you just can't ignore it. Okay. Again, it's not like we're forgetting to take the trash out or, you know, maybe there's a, a faucet leaking somewhere and we got like a drippy faucet, right? You know, uh, w- w- somebody left the milk out last night or, or, you know, we were going to have scrambled eggs, but didn't have any because we forgot to go to the store, right? It's not like that. The problems that we have now, yeah, they are deep-seated problems, and they're, and they're very bad problems. People are dying. People are getting killed for no reason at all, for no reason at all, other than some boogeyman that Barack Hussein Obama has created, and he is a freaking dirtbag for doing what he's done. But see, he knows what he has done. It's, it'd be, and again, it would be another thing if he was just another buffoon. But he's not a buffoon. Okay. <laughs> now, we may not like him, and I certainly don't, but he is not a dummy. 
Okay, he's not a useful idiot like James Comey is. James Comey is a useful idiot. He deserves to be swinging from a rope as well, but he's just a useful idiot. Obama is not. He knows what he has done. Or otherwise, he he wouldn't have appointed two blatantly anti-white racist blacks as attorney generals like Eric Holder and Loretta Lynch. And that is part of the theme of my uh, blog post. Let me find it here. And I cleaned it up a little bit. You know, sometimes when I write things, I do it in the heat of the moment. And, you know, I had a conversation with, with, uh, with someone last night. And because at times people overhear me when I do my radio show. Okay, and this, this person uh, is in and out of my home uh, often. And, you know, it's important for me, you know, would the, the people understand me, you know, when I'm talking, okay, and, what, and, and why I say sometimes the things that I say. And so I asked this person, and the person understood. You know, I'm, I said, you know, did you overhear my show? And I just kind of wanted to get some feedback. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you maybe heard some, yeah. I said, well, you know, sometimes you have to say things, you know, to like shock people. It's like you got to get their attention. And so sometimes maybe that's why I do what I do. I'm somewhat of an apologist sometimes, you know, because, you know, I, you know, I, for whatever reason, you know, because it, it's never my intent to, 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 uh, offend people just to offend people. Okay. We've gone over that before. I think, haven't we about offensive versus offend and all that. So what I tried to convey to this person last night was, I mean, you know, cause what's happening guys in our society right now it is it's, it's offensive. It, it offends everyone's sensibilities. I mean, the blacks are offended and the whites are offended because we are being offended, right? It's so blatantly offensive. It's unbelievable. Okay. You have these, and they call them protests, and they're not. These black, the Black Lives Matter terrorist organization, they don't do protests. They do riots, period. That's it. But they're offended, I understand. They have legitimate grievances. I was going to get into that yesterday, and perhaps now's a good time to get into it. Yeah, they have legitimate grievances, grievances with the police. But see, they're not the only ones. And if you go to, go to my article... Let me just post it for you. The headline is Obama. You're a jack. You know what? I'll call, I'll call him a wagon, but it's, that's not what I call him uh-huh. in my uh, post here. So let me just post it for you in the chat room. See if that works. It should work. Uh, let's see. Okay, there it is. Now where was I going? Uh, hold on. Let me go back. Yeah. Let's just let's just focus on the grievances that that, that not just the blacks have, but the whites too. Okay. You know, and that that is largely uh, with the police right now, with the cops right now. And again, the blacks have legitimate grievances. But for them to think that they're the only ones, uh, that's wrong. That's that that be racist, actually. Okay, but that be how they are because they're too stubborn. You know, I don't want to just call them stupid, but at some point it's. They're acting stupidly now because they think they're just they're the only ones. And even when one of these black guys gets killed justifiably, look, sometimes it is justifiable. And that's just the way it is. Sometimes it is. I'm not a proponent of I'm not like this super patriot law and order guy where if a cop tells you to do something, you got to damn well do it. No, no, it doesn't work that way. Okay, it doesn't work. Cop doesn't get to get in my face 
and tell me to put my hands up with a gun drawn on me, you know, because I have a broken taillight. That's just not the way. But you know what? That happens. It, it happens. And it doesn't just happen to blacks. It happens to whites, too. I can, I can talk, speak of a couple of instances where I was targeted, okay? One time I was driving to California to visit my brother. This was, oh, 10 years ago. My little blue Toyota. I'm in Northern California, up, you know, way up there, you know, I basically just, oh, I was maybe 50 or 75 miles uh, south of the Oregon border or whatever, whatever town that's closest to. I don't recall the way up there. And so it's zero dark 30 and I get off in an exit to, you know, go to the bathroom. Right. And as I'm getting off at the exit uh, across from me coming, you know, at a, at an intersection was a two police cruisers, right? No big deal. I left turn signal. I turn while they follow in behind me lights on. I, I was going into the gas station anyway, so I pull into the gas station, put my window down. Now they ta- now they're tactically coming up to my car. The one guy's you know coming up on my six to my right, you know my six to my rear right, and the other guy and his, you know so he comes up to the car and he's there. Uh, you know why I pulled you over? And I'm and I didn't. I'm like uh, no. He's there. Well, you know you have a headlight out. I'm like uh, well I said no. I actually uh, no license or registration. Okay, fine. But you know what he did then? He asked, this is what he asked me. Now, looking back, I should have said, I shouldn't have answered the question, right? But I didn't, you know, I just, I was being prudent, I guess. This is what he asked me. He gets, takes my license of registration, and then he asked me, uh, how, how did he ask it? He said something like, uh, he said, are you on parole or uh, probation or any kind of parole or probation? And when he said that, I, my first thought was to myself in my head, I'm like, uh, what the hell kind of a question is that? But I'm like, in a puzzled way, said, uh, no. And he kind of walked away and went to the car. And, you know, they do their whole thing. He was fishing, obviously. Comes back, and I was obviously clean. And he's there, well, there's a Walmart down the street. He's there, you know, I'm not going to cite you. He's there, but, you know, you might want to get that. I said, yeah, absolutely. No, thanks. That's one time. A second time, driving to work. Longer, you know, ago about 15 years ago i think i told the story behind a police car lakewood cruiser and i won't get into the whole thing but it was it seemed really innocent just following this police cruiser but it got really weird and bizarre as they like to say out here long story short that she pulls me over and now i'm like excuse me uh, what are you doing why did you pull me over she's there oh you were tailgating me back there and i'm like what she's there yeah and you were speeding i'm like what i said uh I said, how do you figure I was speeding? She leaned into my pickup truck, ladies and gentlemen. She leaned into my pickup truck with her forefinger pointing at her badge and said, that's how I uh, determine whether you were speeding. And I'm like, really? And I said something belligerent to her. And then she called back up and then he shows up. He's like the white knight. And it really was. He was trying to be this white knight. Oh, I'm going to come. Maybe I'm trying to get in her pants. So he comes up and you better watch it there, buddy, with your language. And I'm just like, yeah, go pound sand. You know, I said, why don't you go arrest her? I said, until it come right now, somebody's probably getting stabbed. But no, you're harassing a guy driving to work. Well, anyway, that, that happened to me. What? But see, I don't get to claim racism, right? That's my point is, is that these kind of things happen to people all the time. Now, my best advice, and it's the best advice, is to try not to get pulled over, right? But again, sometimes it just happens. And when that happens, 
It doesn't mean because people are racist. That's what blacks have to stop doing. We're getting tired of it. And Obama, you have to stop promoting it. You are a jack wagon for doing so, and you need to knock it off, dude. You got to stop it. Like I tried to say yesterday, uh, here's just from the first part of my article. Okay, where to start? Well, for one thing, the memorial service for the five murdered police officers in Dallas, Texas, was no place for Obama to give any kind of recognition to the racist terrorists that are the Black Lives Matter movement. But he did it anyway. And then I went on to say next, and more specifically, we are a divided nation, and a deeply divided one at that. And again, I said, good job, and I used kind of a, you know, a term, and you can look at it yourself. It's not that vulgar, but it's too vulgar uh, to just repeat on the air, so I won't do it. But that's where we are, ladies and gentlemen. And I come on the air, and, and many people come on the air, and I believe this network has some of the best hosts out there on, on alternative radio. They speak their mind. And they do so in a sincere and, and an intense way at times, but in a, in, a, in a truthful way, too. You know, we're not just on here blathering, in other words. At least I don't believe so. You know, uh, I, I don't believe so. But we need this stuff. We do need this stuff to stop. And, and look, I mean, it's not just the, the blacks, but although right now that seems to be the, the focal point. you got the whole... Uh, a homosexual thing being shoved down everyone's throat. I mean, everybody's throat. Nobody wants that, but Obama's forcing it down our throat. You have illegal immigration being forced down everybody's throat. You, and, and, and you don't, you know, it doesn't matter if you don't like it, because he, he's going to do it anyway. I mean, what kind of president, what kind of president, what president has overtly d- disobeyed the Constitution so flagrantly than this guy? I mean, to send out executive orders to agencies to not obey the law, to, to not follow the law. I mean, what, what, who does he think he is? But see, he keeps doing it, and he keeps doing it, and he keeps doing it. And there, I can't find a police agency, I guess, out there or uh, some agency out there that's willing to defy him. Because there, is there one? If there are, you're going to have to let me know. Now, there may be an agency out there that has, tried, that has defied him. But then guess what? Then they take them to federal court. What? What kind of? This is what I mean. I'm just a truck driver here. Okay. I expect my elected officials, certainly within my state, that would be my representatives in the, because, you know, these states have the same type of body of congressmen, if you will. They have representatives and senators and so forth. And then you know how it works. And then the governor, they're they're not working for for me. Look, in Washington, they're not. And I think the same thing's true in Oregon. You have a, a, a radical lesbian, as far as I know, or is she a hotel motel uh, governor down there in, in, in Oregon? And then in California, are you kidding me, Jerry Brown? And here's what I don't get. I don't get, because it's got, it affects them too. Look, when the, when the golden horde finally gets unleashed, because look, man, this is only the tip of the iceberg, okay? Unless things get corralled here somewhat, guys, this is the tip of the iceberg. Okay, because when the illegal aliens, uh, when, they, when that court gets unleashed, uh, this is what I try and tell people. This is what I try and tell ignorant white people that, that clamor and wring their hands in support of blacks. I said, look, man, you have no idea what you're doing, do you? What? Uh, you're just a racist. Okay, look, man, let me tell you something. Here's a, here's a little hint. At the end of the day, those blacks over there that you're so vehemently defending, at the end of the day, they only see you as another white person. So you might want to check yourself. Okay, that's just how it is. 
And you can think all you want that you're being a do-gooder and that you're not a racist. In fact, I'm an anti-racist, which just means you're anti-white. But the day's coming when the golden horde of the illegal immigrants, the illegal aliens, whatever you want to call them, they're calling them undocumented workers and undocumented this, that, and the other thing. That's bull. They're illegal. They're here illegally. They've broken the law at least once, okay, and they're in this country illegally. And we are pacifying them and, and catering to them. Our government is, which means we're being forced to do that as well. Well, that's, that day's coming, too. That one's right around the corner. And this has all happened under the leadership of Barack Hussein Obama. And now we're about to go into another presidential election. And, and hopefully, hopefully, Hillary Clinton does not get to, uh, you know, uh, elected president of, of this nation because that will be a bad day because she is chomping at the bit, ladies and gentlemen, to get into that office. She is going to wreak havoc. You want to talk about a first hundred days of nonsense and, and, and brutality against the American people? Well, that's going to be Hillary Clinton in her first 100 days. Yeah, they are foreign invaders, uh, Nanya. They are foreign invaders. And yet we're not allowed to do anything about it. And again, Obama puts out executive orders to what? Uh, immigration and customs enforcement and, and border patrol and all the, oh, don't arrest them. If you apprehend them, uh, let them go. And wh- who does that? You know, do you have that same luxury, guys? Do you think you would have that same latitude if the cops pull you over, you know, for something or, or you rob a bank or do whatever? And, and then, you know, you get the, the cops get a phone call. Hey, uh, we know you. We understand you got Bob down there. Yeah, we got Bob. He, uh, you know, he stole a lawnmower, man, and he wreaked havoc at the, at the local Walmart and whatever. But well, you got to let him go. What? What do you mean? Yeah, you got to let him go. We can't. Uh, he's uh, protected, I guess, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't even know. How, how are we classifying foreign invaders in this country now? Uh, uh, obviously, we're, we're not classifying them as foreign invaders or illegal aliens. I mean, so I don't get it. When they clearly, that's what they are. So that's just another powder keg that's getting ready to uh, unleash. You know, the homosexual powder keg, that, is, that has been unleashed, really. And look at it. Look what it's done. I mean, you give them an inch and they take a mile. Okay, it's not enough that you're doing what you're doing. And just, fine, I don't care. I don't want to know. I don't have to know, but no. You, you, you put your little pink panties on and your dress and you put some lipstick on and you look like a freaking clown. That would be Bruce Jenner. And, and now everyone has to accept it. And if not, you're a homophobe. And they're just going to target you and come after you. When you are just minding your own business. And then what do the governors of some of these states do? Well, I can only speak, and I only will speak, for my own governor, Jay Inslee, who is a freaking jack wagon. When he comes out and says, the 7 million people of Washington stand with you. I called the, uh, his office and said, that is no. Make that 6,999,999, if, if that's correct, uh, you know, the correct minus one from 7 million. Because no, Governor, you don't speak for me and you don't get to do that, but they do it anyway. What kind of leader does that? A true leader would say, hey, man, uh, you know, we're going to do this. This is going to happen peacefully, and, you know, we're not going to force people over here to do this, and we're not going to force people over here to do that at the same time. Yeah, if there's going to be like a protest march or something like that, where there's going to be law and order, you know, one side's not going to uh, badmouth and spit and throw things at the other, and the other side's not going to bash them over the head with shovels, right, or pull out a gun and start just killing people. 
we're not going to do that. We're going to try and do this in a civilized manner. Now, there's going to come a time, and it's just coming, that those other things are going to have to happen. Because here's what's happening right now. We're getting spit on, literally. And that's offensive, guys. Imagine someone standing in front of you and just spitting on you, a big hawker, right on your face. And it's smelly, right? And it drips. And some of it gets in your mouth, and it's disgusting. That's what's happening to us right now. And we're not allowed to retaliate. We're supposed to, no, don't wipe that off. You, we can't even wipe it off. So we're sitting there. We raise our head. Hey, don't you wipe that off. And you're like cringing. You're like, but it's getting in into my, and it's, it's in my nostrils. Don't you wipe that off, you homophobe, you racist. You leave that there. That's exactly what is happening right now. Everyday people. People that don't even want to get involved in politics, they have spit on their face, and they don't want it there. And that's because our politicians won't let us wipe it off civilly. So I guess we're going to have to do it uncivilly. Is that what they want? I mean, I don't understand why they would want that, because it seems like it has backfired somewhat. They whipped the blacks into a frenzy. Who didn't see it coming? Then this guy goes down to Dallas, and again, legitimate grievances there, dude. He's only being an, a counterinsurgent. I, I, you know, I have to, on one hand, I'm not applauding what he did, but at the same time, it's like, look, man, you're pushing people too far. And when you push people too far, they're going to act out. When you won't let them act out in any other way, I imagine he felt like he had some spit on his face and he wasn't allowed to wipe it off. And you can stew about that sort of thing. And he obviously stewed to the point where he took extreme measures. And they had to take extreme measures back. Now, I talked about it a little bit yesterday. I don't agree with how they did it. I mean, a robot with a pound of C4, uh, that's a bit of overkill. Again, that's what special operations forces do somewhere to root out, you know, the enemy and in some bunker somewhere. I don't think that's how we uh, treat American citizens in a, in a, in a uh, law-breaking type situation, however severe. And, okay, that was a pretty severe situation. I get it. But they had the man cornered. He was, he was probably mortally, uh, mortally wounded there. Am I saying that right? So to just uh, send a little robot in there, uh, hey, go, where's, go get Bob the robot. Here it is, uh, Joe. All right, pack him tight there with that C4. I hear the music, guys. It caught up on me quick. Enjoy it. It's a bit uh, mainstream music this afternoon, and I'll let it play through because we need a break. Gentlemen, see you after the break.
their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU-band free-to-air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for one of four. $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
All right, folks. Welcome back. Second half, Condition Critical Show with your host, Jay Shanahan. You're listening right here on the American Voice Radio Network. This is my live show for Thursday, the 14th day of July, 2016. It is now 40 minutes past the hour. Let's just kind of move on. Some uh, some interesting conversation going on there in the chat room. Uh, doesn't seem Clint's much of a fan of Soundgarden. Uh, no problem. I'm not really a huge fan of them, but I kind of recognize that uh, they were pretty good, and he was a pretty decent singer, but to each his own. Uh, Neil Young, I was, I'm a kind of a big Neil Young, Neil Young fan, always have been. Uh, Guns N' Roses, I mean, hey, I mean, it's one of those, they're one of those bands where you love them or you hate them. Maybe, I don't know, because I'm kind of in between. So, But Axl Rose, was a, he was a pretty prolific uh, singer. He just was. I mean, you have to kind of give credit where credit's due. Again, uh, Rush, uh, I, I don't get the, the, the interest in, in why Rush was so immensely popular, because they were. Uh, I mean, yeah, they were okay a couple of their albums, but beyond that. But again, that just goes to show uh, that people just have different tastes out there, and that's, you know, that's okay. Uh, and we're not saving lives here. I did have an interesting story I was going to uh, tell about Heart, the band, because that's, uh, let's see, I played Barracuda and uh, fell on Black Days from Soundgarden. And they kind of, uh, you know, I kind of did that for a reason. I, I have themes. Well, okay, Heart, now... Back when I was in high school, like ninth or 10th grade, uh, I had this idea, okay, that I was going to uh, basically, I mean, it would have been running away from home because I was just, you know, whatever, too young. And I was going to hitchhike to Seattle and locate the two sisters. And, and I was going to marry both of them because I was in love with them. So there you go. Just a kind of a fun little tidbit there about heart. Now, why did I play Soundgarden and how do they uh, kind of, correspond well uh who's the lead singer i always get them mixed up i think it's uh nancy is the singer right or or is it ann ann whoever the the, the dark-haired gal i was going to marry him and I, I always get them mixed up uh but she anyway the singer she is good friends with chris carnell uh cornell the lead singer of soundgarden he's actually spent a, a lot of time at her she has a pretty large estate because that's obviously what it is uh out in redmond washington and so yeah they're quite friendly and and all that so that's why i played soundgarden okay let's just move on i had promised to get to this article and you know this is what i mean uh this is you know this you know and you gotta you know you gotta give credit sometimes you know to people for for coming out with this stuff uh, because it's not popular you know, because nobody wants to hear, and the headline is, more white people than black people are killed by police. And it goes on to say, uh, but what, and I'll just post it for you in the chat room. And, there, you know, there are many uh, articles uh, out there. Anne is the lead singer. Thank you, Nanya. Here's the article that I'm kind of, uh, there it is. Let me go back. Referring to, yeah, it's, it's just, it's an unpopular uh, narrative. Because it obviously because it doesn't fit the narrative that we have right now. Because I'm looking at two articles. I have another article here that I, I'm going to get to it, and from NPR, and the headline is "Black GOP Senator Says He's Been Stopped by Police Seven Times in a Year." That's the headline for that one. Let's just start with this one. Joshua Grubb, a 30-year-old white man, was being questioned this March for suspicion of drunk driving. Grubb started his pickup truck and drove off. The cop jumped into the bed of the truck 
ordered him to stop before shooting him multiple times through the rear window. The Tennessee man died. The officer was not charged. Devin Gulliver, Gulliver, an unarmed white teenager, was pulled over in Mich- Michigan last year for flashing his high beams at an oncoming car. In that car was a police officer. Gulliver was ordered to the ground. He complied before things turned physical. Gulliver died in a snowy ditch, suffering seven gunshot wounds. His death, death was determined to be justifiable. This one is in the news quite prominently. Dylan Noble, he, uh, was another white teenager, was pulled over last month in Fresno, California. Police said he made a motion toward his waistband and, fearing for their lives, shot Noble twice. With Noble lying on the ground, an officer approaches and commands, keep your hands up. Noble is shot. Seconds later, another cop shoots. Noble's family wonders why his killing gets no media attention. The list goes on, the article says. In all of these cases, the victim was unarmed. In all of these cases, there was horrific video footage. But why did none of these cases explode into the national consciousness like those of black victims, uh, Michael Brown and, and Ferguson, Laquan McDonald in Chicago, and now Philando Castillo in Minnesota, and Alton Sterling in Baton Rouge, Louisiana? Has race become a ratings factor in cases like these? Does the public even care? The fact of the matter is twice as many whites, 494, than blacks, 258, died at the hands of police last year, according to, to the Pulitzer Prize-winning database compiled by reporters at the Washington Post. In parentheses, it says, unbelievably, the federal government does not require America's policing agencies to report incidences of deadly force. Well, yeah, uh, because that wouldn't fit in with their tactics. You know, and, and, and some people, you know, right. I mean, if they were to start reporting that, you know, then, hey, man, we're, we'll have to change our tactics. You know, we don't want to do that. Because, look, man, and not all, but certainly enough. It's, certainly it's gotten out of hand. I think we can agree on that. It, it's, it's certainly gotten out of hand with cops being trigger happy, you know, just blasting away just because they fear for them, their lives. And you, A, what you consume will consume you. And so the cops have been consuming. It's been pounded into their heads that we're the enemy and that you have to be on guard all the time. And I hear this from super patriot law enforcement types. You know, they're out there, the men in blue, and they're just doing their job. And at any moment, at any traffic stop, and and I'm like, no, that's not the case. People aren't just gunning cops down. It's quite the other way around. That's the point. And I'm just a simple truck driver here, man. I drive 25 miles one way to work, four days a week. Back and forth, that's 50 miles round trip. I I don't see gunfights, you know. I I don't see... You know, uh, you know, I, I, you know, we all see a, a, a cop encounter, right? A state patrol got maybe somebody speeding, whatever, pulled over. I mean, you're not like ducking for cover, right? You're not like having to take detours because it's the guy's getting out with a six shooter and it's 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 game on. That's not the case. But see, when these cops get fed that and they get fed that, so now this cop's walking up to just some poor dupe's car, right? And he's already on edge because he's been. He's been brainwashed. Watch out, man. Watch out. They're out to get you. So he's automatically got his hand on his gun, right? So, and that's just the truth. Now, maybe not all of them do that, but I see them do that. They got their hand kind of back there, like in the draw position, right? Well, how's that going to make somebody feel? I can tell you how it makes me, would make me feel very uncomfortable. My plan nowadays, from this moment forward, if I get pulled over, and here's, look, again, Try not to get pulled over. I mean, that, that, that's really what you should try, and you should try and avoid it. 
But if it happens, I swear, I'm going to tell the cop, I, I want you to keep your hands where I can see them. Um, mine are right here on the steering wheel. And you had best keep your hands where I can see them. You understand me? And uh, he's not going to like that. But we all need to start saying that. I can continue on with the article a little bit here. I haven't been in the chat room. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, heart is touring. Uh, I probably wouldn't. I don't think they're that good anymore. I've seen them, some live uh, footage of them. They're old. I mean, she can't obviously carry the tune anymore, you know, and I'm not trying to disrespect them. They're, they were a great band, and, and they probably still are. But anyway, let's just continue on with this article. It is the most surprising result of my career, said The Economist. Robert, no, Roland G. Fryer Jr., a black man, without doubt, by any statistical measure or quality of life category, blacks suffer more than whites. And it's, and it's also worth remembering that while that white, whites are fewer, hold on, as I got some glare on my screen, it is also worth remembering that whites are five times, yeah, I know, the population in blacks. That means blacks are two and a half times more likely to be shot by police when adjusting. See, you know, when you start doing stuff like that, when you start like monkeying with the numbers to try and get it into your favor, because at the end of the day, uh, facts and figures don't lie. And, you know, you can try, and this guy, seems that seems what he's trying to do, is trying, trying to, you know, he's just trying to monkey the numbers, okay, because they, he wants it to fit, you know, his narrative, you know, and, and that's what we have to stop doing. You know, we have to address these things in a truthful and in a, in, a, in a sincere and honest way. I mean, what are we really talking about here? I mean, in this case, we really are talking about saving lives, right? So I don't care by, you know, he's got by any statistical measure. Well, the, 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 the statistical measure that I see here is that 494 whites and 200, and what is it, 58 blacks. So let's do some math uh, here. I don't have my handy-dandy calculator. <clears throat> and I'm bad at math on the fly. So let's just see here. 494 plus 258 equals 752 people dead, uh, killed by the, at the hands of cops. Now, were all of them unjustified or were all of them kind of outright murder? You know, I don't know. But that's still 752 people dead. Why don't we just try and lower that number as a whole? What, what, why can't we just do that? Isn't that, what, isn't that what we should be doing? But no, that's not what we're doing. And the president is, is fostering that, or, 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 or what about trying he's, he's, he's putting that, that narrative on the black community to try and make them feel like they are, so, they are the ones that are being targeted, solely being targeted. And, and forgetting about the 494 white people, instead of attacking the number as a whole. Hey, man, we're all in this thing together. Because if you go to my article, which I don't know where it went. I must have gotten rid of it. Let me just go to it here. And I uh, don't know if you've uh, checked it out. Let me go to the bottom of my article. And what did I end with here? Here it is. I said this at the end of my article. Look, at the end of the day, the blacks are no different than the whites or the browns or the yellows at least in the eyes of the government. And that's just a fact. That's just a fact. I closed my article out by saying, so in closing, you had better get prepared for the bloodshed that is about to ensue, all of which has been brought to you by our first half of a black president, Barack Hussein Obama. Because it is always important to point out that he's not black. He's a mixed race. 
He is a half of a black guy. I don't give him credit. He has no credit there. Okay? No credit there. He doesn't just get to call himself an African-American when he's not. His mother was white. I know I harp on that, but I believe it is important to harp on. Now let's get to this guy. And this, this guy, this is reprehensible. This is a, this is a GOP. No. Yeah, he's a black GOP, so he's a Republican senator. He says he's been stopped by the police seven times in a year. Now, is he a state senator? Yeah, he's a state senator from uh, South Carolina. His name is Tim Scott. Following last week's deadly shootings, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott gave a deeply personal speech on the Senate floor in Washington, D.C. on Wednesday about the deep divide between communities and law enforcement. Again, you, what, it, what you consume will consume you. Now, I've said it, and it, I'm going to say it again. They, they, are, they have been fed this line, this narrative, that they're, that they're being targeted, that, 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 you know, and the only reason that they're stuck in these bad communities is because everybody else is a racist and doesn't like them. And they, they really, it's a psychosis, man. They really believe it. They just believe it, okay? It's going to take a long time to scrub their brains of the, the, that poison. The article goes on, while many law enforcement officers do good, he said, some do not. And here's a quote. I have experienced it myself. Well, of course you have, because that's what you want to experience. <coughs> Scott revealed that he has been stopped seven times in the course of one year as an elected official. Was I speeding sometimes? Sure. But the vast majority of the time, I was pulled over for driving a new car in the wrong neighborhood or something else just as trivial. Yeah, you probably were there, dude. That's what cops do. And see, it's, the, you know, and, and just knock it off. You're not the only one. It happens to people all the time. I was pulled over in Northern California for a headlight out and asked if I was on parole or probation. I'm guessing it was, it was because he saw the tattoos on, that I have. They're military in, in, in nature. You know, I don't have like uh, swastikas and, and, and you know, uh, you know uh, pentagrams, uh, you, know, uh, you know, and lightning bolts on my eyebrows or anything like that. No, I've got military... Uh, Ranger here and over here, death from above, you know, 1st Battalion, 75th Infantry, you know, okay, whatever. So it doesn't just happen to you there, uh, Mr. Scott. And, you know, and this guy's a state senator. He should know better. He should know better, but he's just a big baby, okay? He's just a big baby and a sissy. And, you know, and this is what he does, and he wants people to feel sorry for him, and he wants to, he wants to continue with this. Instead of doing the right thing, instead of just keeping his mouth shut and just, you know, and, and, and doing the right thing, no. He's, he's, he's just out there. You know, he's just, a, he's just one of Obama's useful idiots. You know, that's what he has become. Check chat here. Okay. Let me continue on with this article. <clears throat> Scott is one of two current African-American senators. He's, and he's the only black Republican in the body. Now, this is in, uh, in the state of South Carolina. He, he describes several encounters with police, including one where he was stopped because the officer suspected his car was stolen. He described a similar incident that happened to his brother, a command sergeant major in the U.S. Army, and he told the story of a, of a staffer who was pulled over so many times here in D.C. for absolutely no other reason than driving a nice car. The staffer eventually traded in his Chrysler for a more obscure form of transportation because he was tired of, tired of being targeted. You know, that's, you know, that's, you know, you can you can make anything up that you want, you know, and I'm not wholly discounting what this what this gentleman is saying. 
he's walking things out of proportion. Okay. Look, there's a cop problem. That's the, that's really, okay, that's where we need to focus. We do have a cop problem. They're out of control. Now, in the closing moments of the show, and I don't have many, that's what we need to focus on, guys. That's what this country needs to focus on. That's what our state officials need to focus on. And, and I said it once before, no tentacle of the federal government should be involved in revamping these police forces. It needs to start at the state level, and the governor just needs to do it. These governors of these states need to take a step back. They need to call their law enforcement people in. He needs to call them in, and he needs to say, here's how we're moving forward. And we are demilitarizing you right now. And some of you aren't going to like it, and that's okay because there's the door. There's other, there are other jobs out there. But if you want to remain as a law enforcement officer, you are not going to look like a freaking terrorist. You are not going to dress like a soldier. You are not going to drive armored personnel carriers, and you're not going to wear freaking body armor and, and carry squad automatic weapons around. You're scaring the public, and you're not doing your job. So this is, that's how we are going to move forward. Oh, but I like my blind out Chrysler Dodge Charger. Sorry. We're going to get some surplus Plymouth Furies like they had back in the old days. No tinted windows. That's how we can change things. We'll have to change the entire attitude. Then things will get better. But until we have the courage to do that, ladies and gentlemen, it ain't going to happen. Okay? And so, yeah, we had better get prepared. Because the bloodshed has only started. You know, right now it seems to have simmered down somewhat. But it ain't over, ladies and gentlemen, by any stretch. It ain't over. So you should prepare. You know, you should make sure that you're armed, ladies and gentlemen. You need to be able to protect yourself. Because as white people, they don't like us out there, okay? The blacks, they just don't like us out there. The cops don't like anybody. That's what the blacks don't get. You know, again, they think it's just them, but it's not. So we do have a real problem here, guys. All right. See, I'm at the, kind of the end of the show. I don't want to go over. I want to thank each and every one of you uh, for uh, tuning in this afternoon and yesterday. I will be back next week, uh, barring my apprehension by the Department of Homeland Security. So God bless each and every one of you. And two things, guys, and I say it, wherever you are in God's green earth, be all that you can be and become a domestic terrorist. We've got to take our country back from these evil you-know-whats because freedom comes from the sword. See you next week. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. 
Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
tonight on Monday, July 11th, 2016, and you're listening to me, like I said, on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can go there, check out our new chat room, and if you haven't uh, registered for the new chat room, please do that. It's very simple to do, and you just pick a username you want to use, and you put your name in, which I'm sure you don't have to use your real name, that's to register. But you do have to use an actual email address. So, you know, there's not much more to it. Just your name, your email address, and pick a username. And then you'll need to go to your email account to click on the link, I believe it is, that's sent to you to activate your, your membership, your registration, etc. So that's pretty much all there is to that. And... So let's see, um, I'd like to tell you that, so I'm going to try to get into the chat room real quickly. I was having problems doing that, so I'll just show you how quick you can get in there. So I'm going to theamericanvoice.com, and then I'll just look for AVRN chat. It's at the very top of the page under schedule. So look for that, look for the schedule, and then right underneath that is the chat room. So now I'm in there. That's all it takes once you've registered that quick. And I don't even have the, the new chat room book bookmarked yet onto my laptop. I'm doing it right now. I'm going to take off the old one. There we go. Okay, now I'll just have to click that little AVR uh, where it says live streams and more, and it's going to take me to the chat room. So... And there's a few people in there right now. And so my brother, um, he had a he had a heart attack last Tuesday. He's alive. Thank you, Heavenly Father. And he he had, you know, 
He had a lot of things done. He ended up, uh, he was cutting the grass, and uh, he lives in Georgia, in South Georgia, and it gets over 100 degrees there quite often during the summertime, etc. So he was cutting the grass, and I was told that it was over 100 degrees there. Um, this was early in the morning at 10 o'clock in the morning, is what I was told. And he started feeling sick and everything. So he quit cutting the grass, and he went and laid down for a little while. Then he found my stepdad and told him he wasn't feeling well, and he didn't know whether he was having a heart attack or not. They took his blood pressure. His blood pressure was, I believe, 230 was one of the readings. So um, they ended up taking him to the hospital, and then they did an angioplasty, and then they transferred him to a different hospital. And I believe it was the next morning, early in the morning, they gave him a quad, I mean, I'm sorry, a triple bypass. So he was given a triple bypass, and he was released from the hospital on Saturday at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, their time. So please keep my brother, his name is Mark, please keep him in your prayers. I'd appreciate that, and so would my family, and, and please keep them in your prayers too, and so anyway, I'm thankful that he's still alive and, um, you know, he's been released from the hospital. He's, you know, doing better. And so I just wanted to let you know about that and, and ask you to please pray for him and my family, my mother, my stepdad, and and my whole family and my brother, Mark. So thank you for that. All right. So I'm going to get back into the book that I have here, Miracle Medicine Foods. And I'm going to try something right now real quickly. If I can do this before I get into the book and everything. Um, let's see how quickly I can do this and tell you about it. I'm going to see if it works real quick. Um, okay. So I'm trying to tell you something to give you the name of a video. But it's not happening, so I'm just going to have to wait till after the break and do it. Um, anyway, so, yeah, I'll just wait till after the break. Okay, but it's about that Pulse nightclub shooting. And I'm also looking into the whole Dallas thing with the cops and everybody, you know, that got shot there. But there's a good video that I want you to watch to, you know, help you to see the truth about these type of events and, and definitely the one in Orlando, Florida that happened recently, the, the Pulp nightclub shooting. So I'll give you the title of that. I'm going to have to find it because I, I looked at it on another computer and I didn't have time right before my show to pull it up on my laptop. But anyway, it, it, it exposes the truth about at least that Pulse nightclub. And I'm sure a lot of the other things, you know, a lot of these other false flag events and different things that happen, you know, have I know for a fact that they have a lot of similar things involved with them. So, all righty. So I'm just going to get into the book, Miracle Medicine Foods by Rex Adams. And I have been covering this book for several shows now. And it is a really good book about all kinds of 
remedies. Most of them are pretty easy to do. Some may be a little bit more complicated to find, you know, like the plant-based ones, for instance, that are herbal-based. Those sometimes may be harder to obtain the ingredients. But the rest, you know, of the book pretty much is, is or other things that are pretty easy to obtain to heal one's body. And so there's all these wonderful healings that have taken place, you know, just fantastic things. People's lives have been saved and they've had medical problems or health problems for years that have been healed by doing these things that are listed in this book. So this is an older book. It's from 1977. Like I've told you, you can go to, I'm sure, lots of places and maybe order it if the bookstore you, you know, look at doesn't have it, they're probably not going to have it. Chances are they'll have to order it. But if you want to just cut to the chase, you could look online. I haven't looked many places, but I went to Amazon.com. So if you want to just quickly and easily find it and, and order that book, you could go to Amazon.com too and then type in Miracle Medicine Foods by Rex Adams. Now, there's a few pages in the book that have more new agey type remedies, uh, visualization, and things like that, I do not agree with. As you know, if you've listened to my show for any length of time, I don't agree with any kind of new age stuff. So that part, I just ignore. And I just move on to the things that I believe, you know, will work and there's no harm in doing. So just to let you know that um, I don't, completely endorse every single word in this book, but for the most part, yes, I do, except for the new age type stuff. Okay, so I'm going to start out here on chapter five in the book. And this is Miracle Medicine Foods for Kidney, Bladder, and Urinary Problems. And so we learned last time on my show, you can go download that in the audio archives, by the way, we learned that large urate stones that are caused by excessive uric acid found in the urinary tract can be dissolved through the simple ingestion of lemon juice. So if you want to hear more about that, go listen to the last show. We learned about other common foods that have been used for relief of kidney, bladder, and urinary problems. We learned about a wonderful to help the kidneys and permanent healing of the kidneys and bladder problems, how to do that, um, and that happened even in long-standing cases. Also, it helped in cases of heart disease. It helped in other ailments. It helped people to pass large quantities of clear urine. And long-standing cases of of problems um, referred to as dropsy, which is an accumulation of fluid in the tissues. And uh, they will do things like put you on a drug called Lasix, for one. It's a diuretic. They had my dad on it. They now have my brother on it. I'm not a fan of this drug. I don't like big pharma drugs. I don't like over-the-counter drugs. And... I learned when my dad was still alive that Lasix ruins the kidneys. So they 
They put my brother on this Lasix, and it's also known as furosemide or furosemide. And anyway, it does ruin the kidneys. My dad was told for years he needed to be on dialysis, but he never did go on dialysis. And he had heart problems, too, and lots of other problems. But um, so instead of taking Lasix, there's some other drug that will ruin the kidneys or getting it through an IV like my dad did at times. Other times he just took, I don't know if it was pills or tablets. I think probably tablets, but I'm not sure. But he he had a prescription for those, and he would take them at home. And when he would walk around, you know, on a daily basis with 50 pounds of excess water in his body, which is extremely dangerous and can easily kill a person. And so... You know, instead of going and going into the hospital and and then pumping Lasix into him through an IV, he would just double up on his medicine and things like that. But he suffered for years and years with this. But instead of doing all that and ruining one's kidneys, you know, this is something I would try to get rid of this accumulation of fluid. Um, and and this woman found the way to do that because she accidentally discovered it was, I'm sure, due, or I would think, due to our Heavenly Father, you know, causing this to happen. But she accidentally drank something that caused her to pass this large amount of crystal clear urine. And then she realized what she had drank accidentally that had caused this. And so she tried it again. And every time she drank this, she was able to pass all of this crystal clear fluid, you know, in her urine out of her body instead of it accumulating in her body like it did in my dad. And after three weeks of this, she was totally healed after three weeks of doing this. So that is how simple it can be. So I have to say, check with your doctor, your licensed medical practitioners, etc. Check with your vet if it's a the cat with these problems, and you might want to try some of these, you know, things in the book or whatever, or whatever animal it is. Uh, check with them and do the research on all of these things about all of these things or whatever you read or hear about on AVR or elsewhere, etc. So, um, also, the same type of fluid that the woman drank also healed things. A doctor tried it on his other patients. And it healed people that had other ailments like heart disease and they were retaining fluid due to that or kidney blockage and they couldn't urinate, um, bleeding from the urinary system was quickly halted, stones and gravel like kidney stones and gravel. Sometimes they're called crystals when it comes to animals like cats. Those were cured. Um, diseases of the bladder and urethra ureter, I'm sorry, were healed, rheumatism and acute gout vanished. Even in some cases of diabetes were healed. And in some cases it took longer if they were severe cases, but it worked if used faithfully. And the doctor, Dr. Ram, called it his wonder cure. So if you want to know about that, hopefully you can go find it in the audio archives. So if it's not there... If the week on my show in the beginning does not say um, 
July 4th would be the date, 2016. That means it has not been uploaded. I haven't checked yet. Hopefully it has been. Just remember to rename the show before you save the show and put the date on it so that you'll be able to keep that show and listen to it or keep it for as long as you'd like and listen to it. Okay, so in some cases, this this uh, substance that the woman drink calls nausea, and in that case, the doctor, Dr. Ram, gave it in enemas instead. So if you want to hear about more about all that, go listen to my show from last week on July 4th, 2016, in the audio archives under New World Order Info at TheAmericanVoice.com. Just go to the audio archives section and look for that. You can uh, play it or you can download it to your hard drive. All right, so now I'm going to start out where we left off last week. Around the same time, this Dr. Ram of Preetz, Germany, was experimenting with this kidney treatment. Dr. Eisenberg of Hamburg was obtaining similar results. As reported by one of Eisenberg's patients, and uh, here is the info about that. About nine years ago, in 1897, I began to suffer from a very disagreeable feeling of pressure in the region of the bladder, which increased to an intense pain through excitement or depression. In the course of the next few years, this state very slowly became worse until in 1906 violent pains appeared in the right ureter. At the same time, the pain in the bladder suddenly increased considerably. My physician diagnosed an inflammation of both organs, but none of those I consulted were able to give any relief, meaning none of the doctors consulted. And it's time to take a break, so we'll hear more about this on the other side and what this person did. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more New World Order info on TheAmericanVoice.com. Yeah. 
their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaves minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. I would like to tell you about the only truly natural dog and cat food I have found anywhere. Most all companies add a synthetic vitamin mineral pack to their dry or kibble food. Nature's logic is different with all natural ingredients and nothing man-made added. Their owner, Scott Freeman, worked for another pet food company but decided he wanted to do things right. So he started Nature's Logic. You can check them out at natureslogic.com. You will find online and local stores where you can find their products. I spent a lot of time trying to find an all-natural pet food, and Nature's Logic was the only one out there. Give your pets the best and check out naturelogic.com. Your pets will be glad you did. They also have many other natural pet products to try. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
All right, welcome back to New World Order Info. I'm Melissa Roxanne, and it is my live show tonight on Monday, July 11th, 2016. And you can go to theamericanvoice.com and check out all the different things there. You can join us in the chat room. And uh, I'm trying to make it easier for y'all to find this video I was telling you about earlier. And it is on the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando. And I know Dallas, you know, the shooting there has happened since then. I just haven't had time to look into that much. I have looked into it some. And I do believe there are crisis actors involved with both of those events with Dallas, the shooting there of the cops and all that, and the Pulse nightclub shooting. So I'm not saying people didn't get killed. I don't know if they got killed or not. They probably did, at least in Dallas. Um, But, you know, even so, they could be manipulating things and using crisis actors, and I believe they were. Um, And I've, I've had a chance to watch several videos about the Pulse nightclub shooting, and I found a really good one I wanted to share with you. I'm going to be adding more and letting you know about more of those and about Dallas, too, that event, um, that, that you can go watch for yourself and see, you know, the truth that people have found, and they found these crisis actors, their names and footage of them, um, you know, on their own social media or websites or whatever what whatever the case is, and you can see them. Um, one of the ladies, I hate to even call her that word, lady, but one woman who was featured in the Pulse nightclub shooting on television, you know, the coverage of that, she pretended, I believe, pretended to lose her son. She pretended that her son was one of those killed, you know, in Orlando at this nightclub. And you can see her doing, she submitted some footage to be on the show on television called Wheel of Fortune, I believe was the one. And in the video, I've seen her, you know, talk about why she wants to be on Wheel of Fortune and all this stuff. So she's another actor faking you know, and and getting paid to do it so that they can try to come and take people's guns or at least attempt to. And um, I believe they're pulling off all these things for that and for other agendas of theirs, their New World Order agenda. So um, I used to have a YouTube channel, and I still do, and I haven't been active on it for a long time. But um, the reason why is because all my videos disappeared. Well, I was able to to get them back, and so now I'm going to be posting more videos on there. So I did, a, you know, I posted a favorite to the video. I put it on a playlist, actually. And I haven't gotten but one video in that playlist yet because I'll, I'll have to add the other ones later that I've already seen that I want to add but and some others. But so far, I've just got that one I would like you to see. And the rest are going to be old videos that I've had on my account for years and stuff like that. So if you want to go to that, you can go to, um, you can go to, let's see here, the easiest way. You can 
look for this. Um, go to YouTube.com, and then once you get to YouTube.com, they're going to have a forward slash at the end. And you can just uh, type in user after that forward slash, the word user, U-S-E-R, another forward slash, and then it's just N-W-O, info, radio, live. One word, N-W-O, info, radio, live. I tried searching for it when you can browse channels on YouTube, and for some reason I can't get it to come up. You might have, you know, an easier time. So you could try that looking for New World Order Info Live, Radio Live, but it's just N-W-O, the abbreviation for New World Order. So it's N-W-O, Info, Radio Live. And uh, once you get to my channel, you'll see the name of this this YouTube video which is called, I'll just tell you if you don't want to bother going to my channel and you just want to type it in, you know, to YouTube or go to a search engine and look for it. It's called a, To Catch a Crisis Actor. And then it has a space and a hyphen and another space. And it says Orlando Massacre Hoax Hero. And the hero is in quotes. So you can go to the chat room. I have posted it in there as well. That would enable you to easily click on it and watch it too. Again, the video is named To Catch a Crisis Actor. And then there's a space and a hyphen and a space. Orlando Massacre Hoax Hero. And the hero is in quotes, quotation marks. So you'll go there and learn about one of these, these crisis actors that was heavily featured all over the news on television. And you can go look up his profile as an actor on the website imdb.com, which is the name, the abbreviation for Internet Movie Database, where you can go look up, you know, actors and movies and TV shows and things like that, I believe. So his name is, according to this anyway, I don't know, because these actors have, you know, different names a lot of the time fake names, et cetera, or they've changed their name. But according to this, it says that he goes by the, the name Bjorn Jiskut Jr. So you'll go and if you watch the video and you'll see the truth right there in black and white that this guy is an actor. And there's other actors that were used in that Pulse nightclub event too, like the woman who supposedly lost her child, you know, claiming he was shot and everything. And she's on there, you know, acting like she's crying. I don't know if she had tears or not. I can't remember. Most of the time, these people that are supposedly crying, they won't even shed a tear. Um, I did see a lady shed a tear in a video recently. I forget which one it was about. That was, you know, it could have been Dallas. I think it, yeah, it was Dallas. It was a lady in there. And I did see a tear come out, actually. But she had a tissue in her hand. And I don't know if it was a real tear or not, but a lot of these people you'll see that are actors, they could be, you know, they could be uh, psychopaths, sociopaths, etc. And those those people are mimickers. They mimic, you know, because they don't have those type of emotions. They don't feel sad and things like that. So they have to just fake it and mimic what real people do. So anyway, uh, the lady that 
applied for to be on Wheel of Fortune that claims she lost her child at the this Orlando shooting. She's on there in the middle of this fake crying, saying, well, do something about the assault weapons or something to this effect. And you can just totally see through their agenda with all this stuff. If you want to show a great video to people that aren't even awake or people that are awake that maybe thought that they didn't use actors and it was a for real, you know, everything was above board and just like the government told us and the TV tells us and all that in Dallas. I'm sorry, not in Dallas, in uh, Orlando. Go watch this video to catch a crisis actor. And you could probably just type that in and find the video to catch a crisis actor. I would give you the name of the YouTube account, but it's it doesn't even make any sense. And I've not, you know, I might have watched one or two videos from this channel. Um, okay. Anyway, it's hard to, to tell what it says. It looks like, uh, I warn you before something eight. I don't know. It's hard to read the, the name of the channel. So just type in the video is to catch a crisis actor, Orlando Massacre Hoax Hero. And you will find it. It's 14 minutes and 23 seconds long. You can go see it for yourself. And uh, I also put it on my Twitter account. So I'll tell you about more about that on my next show. I'm going to start, you know, using that more, tweeting. And then that way, if you want to look me up on Twitter, you can go there. And I'll, I'll start tweeting again. All right, so I'm going to get back into the book now that I've been reading from, Miracle Medicine Foods by Rex Adams, and uh, get started about the Miracle Medicine Foods for kidney, bladder, and urinary problems and pick up where we left off with that. Okay, so I told you about all these remarkable healings that took place in people on my last show and in the beginning of this show. And so around the same time that Dr. Ram in Preetz, Germany, was experimenting with this kidney treatment, Dr. Eisenberg of Hamburg was obtaining similar results as reported by one of Eisenberg's patients. So I'm going to get back into that. Um, about nine years ago in 1897, I began to suffer from a very disagreeable feeling of pressure in the region of the bladder which increased to an intense pain through excitement or depression. In the course of the next few years, this state very slowly became worse until in 1906, violent pains appeared in the right ureter. At the same time, the pain in the bladder suddenly increased considerably. My physician diagnosed an inflammation of both organs but none of those I consulted were able to give any relief. The urine showed pus, sometimes in considerable quantities. In 1905, sometime before these last symptoms developed, others had appeared, which consisted of severe pains in the small of the back. They tormented me constantly, and often I could not fall asleep. Cold rubs and liniments only brought a temporary improvement. The pains constantly increased 
during the spring of 1906, and muscular rheumatism set in. This was so violent that I could hardly wash myself in the morning and evening. Rubbings with water and plasters hardly brought any relief. These various ailments finally became so very bad that I was never free from pains, and they increased constantly in violence. At this time, in the summer of 1906, the tea of ripe bean pods was recommended to me. So I sent for five pounds of bean pods. I began the treatment according to directions. I did not have to wait long for results. Large masses of uric acid crystals and albuminous matter were excreted, and that initiated a decrease of pain in the bladder and kidneys. The pain in the bladder disappeared entirely in about three weeks. The muscular rheumatism also diminished in the next few weeks and disappeared entirely in seven or eight weeks. I was soon entirely free from my very great sufferings and have not had any trouble since, as I have been using the tea off and on. The enormous excretion of uric acid crystals during the use of the tea was really remarkable. They often covered the bottom of the night vessel, meaning, you know, the little pot that people used to go to the bathroom in, probably at that time. Uh, Dr. Ram said that bean pod water must be freshly made and taken the same day as it is prepared. If more than 24 hours old, when used, he reported, it causes diarrhea. Dr. Ram suggested that beans picked from the garden be used immediately to make a decoction from the sliced pods without the beans. So it's the pods, not the beans themselves, that are cooked in the water. The beans themselves have no value for this healing. So boil two ounces of the pods, and they use kidney bean pods, and the ones I told you about in my last show, so... Two ounces of kidney bean pods, fresh from the garden, would be the very best. Of course, grown organically with no, you know, chemical fertilizers or pesticides, no Roundup or any of that junk. And um, it says here, boil two ounces of the pods slowly in four quarts of hot water for four hours. Then filter the liquid through a fine muslin and store in a cool place for eight hours. After eight hours, strain again with muslin, slowly and carefully. Too many fibers in the fluid can cause intestinal upset. It is then ready. Dose, one glassful every two hours. Used thus, says Dr. Ram, the, the remedy is completely harmless and can be used indefinitely with excellent results. It drains out pounds of excess fluid. And when my dad did go in the hospital to have this fluid drained off, he would be there, you know, for days. And that, you know, the amount of bills that causes and, and the, you know, medical bills that that entails to do that. So instead of having to go in the hospital, risking getting infection, risking getting, you know, t- catching some kind of disease or getting MRSA, which can kill you or getting sepsis, getting blood poisoning, or whatever the case may be, you know, and just having to go in the hospital and go through all that, 
how much easier would it be just to get some kidney beans with the pods on them still and to try this remedy? I mean, that's something I would be willing to try in a heartbeat if I had that problem. So there's a lot of problems that it has healed too, like I said, not just the excess fluid, but lots of other problems. If you go back and listen to this show tonight, you'll hear about all the things that it healed. Okay, so here is some reported results. Here are some reported results. Mrs. B.D. writes, I developed kidney trouble six weeks ago. The doctor kept giving me antibiotics, but my kidney trouble wouldn't clear up. I went to the third doctor, and he told me to come back for tests and x-rays. He found a kidney stone and diabetes. My sugar count was 326. He said I must have an operation if the stone didn't move. When I got home, I started taking the bean pod tea. I drank a quart a day. Two weeks later, when I went back to the doctor, my stone was gone. And my sugar count was 128 instead of 326. He said, you're well. I no longer had a stone nor diabetes. He was as surprised as I. At no time was I given any medication for diabetes. Nowadays, they'll put you on the medicine right away, immediately. They won't wait, you know, for a couple weeks later or something. Uh, Mr. D.S. writes, My wife has had kidney problems for years. I prepared a liquid from the plant, taking care to strain and restrain the fluid since any extra particles of suspended matter might play havoc with a weaker digestive system. After letting it stand eight hours, I told my wife to consume an eight-ounce glass every hour. She said the stuff tasted awful and made a lot of faces. But you know what? The concoction worked. Her urine appeared crystal clear after she drank the juice, and she has reported no kidney pain or problems in the kidney area since. So this is something given to us by our Heavenly Father, no doubt about it. From a, you know... A plant, the pods that the beans are in, the kidney beans. And it's a miraculous cure that many people have gone through, you know, and experienced that have had these health problems for years and years. And it's healed them in no time. Okay, here's another one. Mrs. T.D. writes, I had dropsy, and now it's an accumulation of fluid in the tissues. I had dropsy for several years and was taking dropsy pills for swelling and fluid. Like my dad, you know, they put him on furosemide, also known as Lasix, L-A-S-I-X. It ruined his kidneys. Then he needed to go on dialysis. Okay, instead, this person, they were on some kind of pills for swelling and fluid. Then it says, I started cooking these red kidney bean pods, boiling them, and drinking the water. I began the treatment according to directions. I did not have to wait long for results. Seems I passed large quantities of urine real often and some gravel. I continued taking the bean water for about two and a half weeks. And within two weeks, I had no sign of dropsy, no accumulated fluid in the tissues, no excess fluid in the body. The swelling had left my legs and ankles. The fluid above my stomach had also left. How I wish I had known about this and could have convinced my dad to try it. I would have gone to his house and did it, you know, gotten the stuff and done it, and instead drink it. Because this is something that, to me, you know, I mean, I could I could try at least, I could get that far, then it would be up to him to drink it or not drink it. But 
I would have definitely tried it. I didn't know about this at the time. And unfortunately, I did not have this book at the time. Another one. Miss KB writes, my urethra had been swollen for years. I've been to Duke Hospital and my own hospital and another one. They cut and treated, but nothing helped. I planted the beans, which is smart to do. We should all probably plant these in case we need this healing or somebody else we know does. I planted the beans and drank tea made with them for three weeks and I've never had such results. It took out the swelling all over the body and it was equal to a good laxative. Several swollen friends are going to plant some. They are desperate and glad to hear about it. And by the way, I told you last week, you know, stock up on seeds. Get seeds while you can. Well, I did. I took my own advice and got a whole bunch of them over the weekend. And you can do the same. So get them now while you can and get them at the end of the season, you know, when the prices go down. But don't wait till then. Get them now and try to get good deals on them now, which is what I did. Um, so if you want to know where I went, I went to Dollar Tree and I just happened to be in there and I just happened to find those seeds without even going in there, you know, to look for them. I was looking for potting soil and when I did, I found the seeds instead. They were marked down 10 for a dollar. Almost every package I got was heirloom seeds. So check it out. Dollar Tree. All right. We'll be back with another hour. Don't go anywhere. We both lie silently still in the dead of the night Although we both lie close together We feel miles apart inside Was there something I said or something I did Did my words not come out right Though I tried not to hurt you Though I tried But I guess that's why they say Everyone just like every night has it done Just like every cowboy sings the same same song Every rose has it done
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.